know Your ass better call somebody Hey, hey, what do you say? It's time. It's time. Ball Junk, episode 14. Welcome back. I am the gas man. With me, as always, is the reigning, <laughs> defending, undisputed champion of the podcast world, Frankie Baby Blue Knuckles. <laughs> Baby Blue Knuckles. Yeah, did you like that? Yeah, I did, actually. That was a good intro. Was <laughs> I feel like I'm not living up to that <laughs> intro? I mean, you're not jacked after that. I am. I just I I don't even know the segue. It's like I'm mm. bombarded. If it's wrestling, it's <laughs> boxing. I just I was I was inspired by. I was uh, not prepared. No, no. I was I was inspired by uh, uh, Bruce Buffer from uh, the UFC. Of course, yes. yes. Um, like, did you know he? So that's the other buffer. Yeah, he's well, they're brothers. Yeah, but they didn't know they were related because they have they had uh, the oh, same yeah. father but different mothers, I think. And uh, like they, yeah, they didn't know that they were actually brothers, and they actually had the same career path. Crazy. That is really crazy. Isn't that weird? That's a documentary. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, <laughs> he, uh. Michael had always been, he'd been doing that for years, but Bruce was just starting to get into it. I don't know if he was maybe just because the last name, maybe that's maybe what he thought he was getting into, but yeah. When did they find out how li- li- it must I, have been kind of early if they, yeah, it was, he was doing stuff before going to the UFC. I think I was listening to him. Uh, he was a guest on a podcast a while ago and I heard the story and I thought that was just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's kind of, you know, it would have been the same if, uh, if as a youngster, I had gotten into uh, bodybuilding and then uh, found out that Rich Gasperi was a former Mr. Universe. Well, he is. And are you related to Rich Gasperi? Like, like, like cousins far, like so far uh, oh, removed, okay. but yes. What, what year, where are we looking at for Mr. Universe Gasparri? Um, I think uh, late 80s. I think. Okay. I think so. Was Mr. Universe or Mr. Olympia one of the other ones? Rich. What's the difference between Mr. Universe and Mr. Olympia? I'm assuming it's just a different competition. Just bought different sponsors. Yeah. That's all. That's the only thing. Back on Friday, um, there was an, an incident at good old Jackson Square. An incident? Yeah. I mean, I haven't been able to share a really good Jackson Square story in a while. I shared a couple when we did Film Junk 500. But it was funny, right after it happened, My f- the first thing I thought of was, I got a story for the podcast. Nice. <laughs> I, named, I emailed Sean about it, and I was like, man, I got a good one. And he said, well, I'd tell it on the ball junk. So what was, uh, was this ever posted on Facebook? Would I have seen this at all? Am I getting this fresh? Or um, You might have seen something on Friday. Oh, maybe not. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think. <clears throat> so it's, uh, it's about 930 in the morning, and... Um, and we'd been open for about an hour or so. And uh, the girl I was working with asked if she could go get a tea across the hall at Tim Hortons. So she left the store. And uh, there was nobody else um, in the store at the time. And so this man comes in and uh, he's about mid-50s, heavy set. And uh, he's got like this little cart that he's dragging behind him. But it was like bright orange canvas. Probably like a cart that you would have. Because uh, the color was just so insanely bright um 
he didn't like he wasn't like a homeless guy or anything, but he was a downtown Hamilton guy. And uh, and he was like he came up and he's like I'm here to pick up my uh, my order. And I was like, okay, you know, what's the name? And he told me his name, and I looked and I found his his special order. I didn't, I don't know what it was, but I gave him the book because it was wrapped uh, in uh, in plastic. And he did have an order. I, that was the first. He did have an order. Yeah, he was there to pick up an order. And uh, so I'm getting him to sign the slip, and uh, he uh, he says, you know, I got this for a buddy of mine, and I don't know what it is with people wanting to share their stories with me all the time. Um, but you know, whatever you want to chit chat. People just like to chit chat, I guess. And, uh, and I said, oh yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's, he's afraid to come down to the mall. And again, I know lots of people who are afraid to come down to the mall in, uh, in downtown Hamilton. I mean, it's not the safest place in the world. Uh, but, and I said, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I know people that are afraid to come down to the mall too. And uh, he said, <laughs> he said, he's afraid uh, because of all the Arabs. And I said, oh, um, I didn't really notice that there was an abundance. There aren't an abundance. Yeah, if are. you're afraid of anything, it's, you know, potential drug-induced freakouts, uh, sure. scary, aggressive people. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I just thought, like, race never really seems to be an issue that often compared to those other things being issues. And uh, so I was kind of surprised. And it's not, I mean, there are, you know, people, you know, there are Arabs around. Is that As there are anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't feel like no. it, uh, it's a is that hot the, spot. For, is that the correct I'm term? Not sure. I don't know. I don't, I don't mean to offend. That's what he said. Yeah, anyways, but so I don't mean to offend anybody. It just, that was the context. And, and, uh, and I said, oh, oh, that's well, you know, and I was like, okay. You know, not really no. And he's like, I'm I'm not afraid of the Arabs. And I was like, Oh, good. And so I kinda turned and away and uh and uh he's like, Because I got this and I turned around and he's pointing a knife in my face. Yeah. Like right waving it right in front of me and I was like, Oh Um man, you shouldn't let security see you with that and he's like, Well, you know, you know, if any of those guys come after me, you know, I'm ready for the Arabs. And he's holding this fucking switchblade in his hand and waving it around the store. And then, you know, he folded it back up and put it back in his pocket. I mean, I didn't feel threatened because... It was like a butterfly knife kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't feel threatened because I wasn't the type of person that he was angry at. So, and he kind of, you know, walked out of the store with his orange canvas bag and uh, cart, actually. It was like this... It was like a plastic cart, and it had like this. Yeah, I know exactly. What you're okay. okay, and he left, and so I called security, and I said, uh, "Yeah, there was just a guy with a knife in my store saying he was looking for the Arabs." And um, and did it, you use the orange cart as a description? Or? Yes. Okay. So first of all, I mean, with what I said to the you know at the security at the dispatch, um, that sounds like something that should take priority. Um, now, um, the security desk is from where we are in your house to the end of your driveway from my store. Okay. Just out the hall, up the stairs beside Tim Horan's, and then past the elevators, and there it is. How long do you think it took for security to come into the store after I called him and said, there's a man with a knife 
threatening the Arabs. Into your store. Into your store. My store. Um, I'll say 45 minutes. Well, no, it wasn't that long. Oh, okay. No, no. <laughs> That's exactly but, uh, super, I thought it was even longer. And I was no, no. Generous. Like, it, it took seven minutes. Okay, all right. Uh, to get them to come. Uh, what's, what, like a, a 30, 40 second walk? Okay. Right? Seven minutes to respond to a call about a man with a knife in the mall. I thought that was a little lackadaisical of them. Yeah. So I sent them on their merry way with the description, and uh, and then I never heard anything else about it. No, nothing again. happened? No. Then I had no to, stabbings? No. Well, not that I had heard of. I had to file a report with my company, and and then I got HR calling me, asked me if I was okay, and I was like, yeah. You know, and then they, they wanted to talk to the girl that was working, and she was like, I'm fine. I mean, everybody that works in my stores, they're, they were all born and raised, and the downtown Hamilton area. So they're, they've seen it all. Yeah. You know, nothing really phases them. And, and then, uh, you know, my boss called and, uh, are you okay? Yep. And then, um, the vice president of the company, uh, called me and asked if I was okay. And I was <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> That's like, this, this is the square, you know, it's, it's special. Wow. Yeah. And you, I would be very scared. No, I wasn't. I mean, I, I've seen a lot, you know, and, um, you know, I've, I've seen the, a bloody knife on the ground and, you know, they found a human head and, um, you know, I've, uh, I've been called the white devil, um, you know, and I've seen a lot in the years that I've been there. The five have you, years have you seen the man since? Has he come in for any more packages? Or no. Has no, that he hasn't come back. orange cart graced your presence or no, caught the, I, it's, your peripheral it's, vision it's weird that he would do that not and like brandish the knife in front of people knowing full well that i had his full name and phone number did you feel like a, a bit of a tattletale no i mean i don't no. want anybody getting hurt that's you know i mean if, if somebody yeah. did get hurt and then I that's anything that's it's worse. like you know it's kind of like spider-man you know, he yeah. didn't stop that thief in the hallway. That guy murdered his Uncle Ben. It's true. That guy could have made his way down here and stabbed you. <laughs> I would have felt terrible. Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. it's always, you don't want anything bad to happen. No. And it's not no. so much about uh, like inconven- inconveniencing yourself. It's, you know, it is, you have that thought, is this guy just like a little weird? He's trying to show off that he has a knife. Is he going to go to jail or? Yeah. But you can, he could hurt someone. So he could. So I, that's I, all you can I really go with. It was my responsibility Some as as poor the mayor, as, as the mayor of Jackson Square through, so. through the mall. Yeah, you know, yeah, somebody unsuspecting, you know, and the um, the guy that runs the deli across the hall from me, I believe he is from that part of the world. So yeah, yeah. I think so. Just tell him you saved his life. Yeah. Hey man, I just enjoy he's, 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 he's a super nice guy. Can I get some cold cuts? Yeah. Oh, he makes good sandwiches. <laughs> Big time. Like like meat, like two inches high yeah. on, on the sandwiches. It's pretty insane. Well, stay safe over there. You know, I do. And and if I leave at the right time, um, he offers me uh, all kinds of soup. Oh, yeah. He's got to get rid of yeah. it or whatever. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Like containers of soup. So I always, I always get soup. You know, probably twice a week. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. It's good soup. This guy's a nice guy. Oh, yeah. 
Serve an Italian wedding soup. Delicious. <laughs> Love those little meatballs. It's good stuff. So how have you been? Good? Yeah, yeah. Same old, same old. Yeah. You're decked out in full Buffalo beer, uh, beer B- Buffalo, Buffalo beard. <laughs> Buffalo Bills uh, gear. Uh, you yeah, got the yeah. hat and you got the colors. You got the red and blue on. I'm, I've actually decided not to renew my season tickets this Shut year. Shut up. Yeah. Just... Uh, but aren't you excited about all the changes? I am. It's more financial time constraint and time uh, constraints. Right. That, uh, I'm not working from home anymore. Don't have as much free time. So we'll see. I'll still go to a bunch of games, but not the, is doing the season. The, the fellows from Film Junk saying, you know what? We, no, need, we need you here more. Not at all. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> it was uh, self-imposed. Self-imposed. Right. So I haven't seen you since episode 500 no we did a did we do a podcast after that i think so yeah i thought it was before yeah it could be it's all a haze i'm pretty sure after was it after yeah because we did that in january and then oh right yeah Yeah. that's right yeah yeah all right and then we made our super bowl predictions oh yes and the super bowl was good it was a great game (laughs) it was a really good game i bet on seattle yes he did but didn't you have a little bit on new england no, I nope. I just got lucky that I won a squares pool oh, to okay. kind of break even, but but uh, yeah, what a what a crazy crazy game! Super exciting and uh, and really fun. And the halftime show was started off cool and yeah, then it got silly it was really okay. quick. A little too much Missy Elliott, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, I didn't even know she was still alive. Oh, I, Missy was never a big fan. Yeah, but uh, how many people really? I mean, there's a, a big generation of football fans that have no idea who Missy Elliott is. Yeah, it was odd, but I can't even like that they brought out someone relatively, I wouldn't say obscure, but who hasn't been in the limelight in a while. I can appreciate right. that. You should have, she should have brought out, I mean, at the CFL halftime show, they should bring out the Dream Warriors. What? You remember the Dream Warriors? <laughs> no. The hip-hop group from the early 90s? No. The... Uh, it's starting to ring some bells. They had a big hit called Wash Your Face in My Sink. No, <laughs> the bells have stopped ringing. They had a, a huge hit called My Definition of a Boombastic Jazz Style, which they sampled the theme song from the Definition, the game show, Canadian game show, which then was sampled what? in Austin Powers. No? Definition? Yeah, the game show, Canadian game show, Definition. Never heard of it. The, the one of the main th- yeah, bring that up on your the main theme from Austin Powers uh, that's where he got it from really yeah wow they also had a big song called Ludi I was a huge Dream Warriors fan what do you what did you Google game show definition theme it is. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I had no Stolen. idea. Stolen. <laughs> so much good stuff on YouTube. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Come on. This is sick, man. I think it's recorded by one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Well, Tyra Banks is pretty good at basketball. She was involved in this. Yeah. Well, 
Well, yeah, it was a Kobe hit, a Kobe original. K O B E I E. But I had completely forgotten about it. Maybe I probably I wanted to forget about it. So this was this was the song Kobe by Kobe Bryant or K O B E. This is how old was he at this time? Twenty one, I think. Twenty one. So I mean, I was reminded of it. Maybe we should segue into segue uh, into our the review. review Kobe Bryant's Muse Muse documentary um, by Kobe Inc. Is that who it's by? That's the production company okay. Kobe right. Inc. That's Not his, surprised. That's his company and uh, uh, featured only him talking. He was the only talking head in it. Interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this documentary was. Fantastic. Really? Yes. It was excellent. It was everything that I wanted. Wow. Well, I had a very different reaction. Yeah. And well, you hate Kobe, so I'm not surprised. I, th- I actually thought this documentary, as I've said before, I like him in interviews. I like his bluntness mm-hmm. uh, when he can be a little abrasive mm-hmm. and just embrace embrace that side of himself. I, I like him. It's a, I, As long as I'm not watching him play basketball... I'm fine with the guy. It's just, I can't stand the way he plays. And then <laughs> I thought I'd get a, a little introspection as to who, who Kobe Bryant is. And you did, but I didn't, I only saw the positives. I, I re- this is, there was tons of it. He totally, this is, first of all, he made totally made fun of that music video that he did. He had a little chuckle. Right. I mean, and the, and the, and it's, it basically starts off when he, when he's his first year with the Lakers and shows him missing four straight air balls okay. in a game. That's true, and that was my favorite part of the movie. Of course it was. Because I totally forgot about that. But Oh, I, mean, I never forgot about that. <laughs> okay, so this is what bothers me about the documentary. I, I have it's it's well made. I have no mm-hmm. issues with uh the construction of it. It's it's only one side of a story. It's so it's it's interesting to just look at a document of that of someone describing their own life but even then he doesn't feel all that uh vulnerable in the documentary at all it still feels pretty controlled what he's saying it is essentially a life story uh which is fine but i think he brushes over some pretty big stuff and it shows him losing a lot as well as winning a lot showed him you know they didn't eliminate the loss to the celtics in the finals well, I, yeah, whatever. That's fact. Like I know these well, facts. You know, no, but I mean, you he, can learn he all these. He could have just put all good stuff, and that's it. But you know, he focused on some of the things that he did wrong, right. negative things about his basketball career. Right. That's I what mean, it was about. It was about Kobe Bryant and basketball. He was the, the no, muse of him played basketball. It's about him. What makes him? And you. He even talks about. I can hear everything everyone's saying in the crowd, and I can hear this. And if in a game, like, okay, yes. So like, wouldn't. The, we all kind of know Kobe on the court, right? What does this show us other than a like an advertisement for his career and and who he is? But the, that's what I, how the could doc- you skirt over the Colorado incident because uh, it focused on him on the basketball but court. But who that's needs to see that? We've seen, but all that's this what this already. documentary was about. And how could you have a documentary about trying to examine yourself? And not have anyone else's perspective or, you know, confront yourself with what other people thought or how they viewed you at certain times of your life and how those relationships have changed. It's all his side of the story. I just, 
it's well, yeah. To me, it's interesting to see someone such a narcissist uh, construct a life story about themselves. Right. It was very almost a, a marketing campaign for his career when he can't play basketball uh, because of injuries. Not, not because, I won't say he's not good. Like, right. Uh, but uh, it's it's just it's it's really weird. I I I mean to not discuss accusations about him, the Shaq and Kobe feud, the breakup there, the friction at times between him and Phil Jackson, well, how, I mean, if how was, teammates if, view him. If they were going to do all of that, I mean, like that would, I mean, we'd be looking at a full series. Yeah, I would, know? I would just, to me, that's the heart of a story. I they, mean, basically the, the point of the documentary was to, um, you know, was to show his tearing of the Achilles uh, and his recovery and what drives him through that recovery. And in, and then when he gets back and then he hurts his shoulder and then what what's driving him to get back. And then he's talking about that drive and then he's given us examples on, on the court of how that drive affected his career. And it shows that how, you know, when, when he... When he first started, and he was 18 years old, and uh, he wasn't qu- quite there yet, and how he he had that drive throughout the following season, you know, like when they missed the playoffs, and then right after that last game when they were eliminated, he went to a basketball court and he just shot practice shooting. That's all what night I'd expect long. a basketball right. player to do. Yeah, but not everybody, even remotely in the NBA, close does that much work. Nobody uh, does that kind of stuff. There's well, like a very small I, percentage I never of saw people the, that would Kobe do that. Kobe doing work, the movie. Right. Did you see that with the Spike I did, there? and it was ridiculous. It only, like that uh, describes uh, what you're saying. Really? I Yeah, it's it's really bad. Uh, this felt like a way for him, like, I know he swears and stuff, like the, that was, to me, that's where he was showing his edge just by saying fuck here and there, like. It wasn't about showing stuff or anything that you might not want someone to know about as your legacy. It's putting together with a hints of flaws definition of a legacy as a document. And I, it's okay. But, it's but just that's, not, that's that's not, not very what interesting. That's not what the document not, was about. Okay. But, what was interesting about his recovery other than doctors taking – like my the only thing I kind of liked was them taking off the the stuff at first and saying even that is like a narcissistic thing. Wow, Kobe, no one's ever healed as good as you before. You're, he's not saying you, that, but he's choosing what goes in the movie. Right. And like, why is that? Why is that interesting to because he, he's to showing, a viewer because, other than to kind of build this image of wow, Kobe, you're the best at everything. You're not only are you the best at basketball, you heal so good. Yeah, I've never seen anyone heal as good as you. Because he but took because ca- you went to Germany, had your blood doped for two years. He took a camera crew, uh, basically to record uh, his recovery. Like yeah. the, that's that's why the the camera crew was there. You why know, not like, show your life, like show your ten- if there is tension at home. What's nice at home, like, But that's not I'm, what the documentary was about, or, or like that wasn't the okay. Point then of my his criticism is what the documentary is about is not very interesting. Okay, well that's 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 a fine viewpoint of it. I mean, like, I mean, it, it'd be like um, watching a documentary of the Buffalo Bills, and then you complaining that they didn't focus enough on Cornelius Bennett's signature hamburger at Burger King in 1992. <laughs> that sounds good, <laughs> but, but but that's what <laughs> I mean. I would complain about that. That's now, what I mean. Okay, but you can. 
if there was, let's say, take the example of a Buffalo Bills documentary. I Which would, would be say, the worst experience of my life. I think a huge portion of that would be dedicated to heartbreak. And it would be the Super Bowls, the disappointment, what happened after. Of course looking, it was. Looking, and that's what this, this one was. This showed the disappointment of, his, of his, his first chance to get into the playoffs when he was 18. And he, he personally, he failed the team. He showed all of that. And then it showed the failure but, when they got back to the NBA Finals against the Celtics and losing and, and, and how he felt that he didn't do enough to lead that team. And he failed. Well, I mean, okay. he's showing that. I will take both of those examples and say how you can make those better. One, even in the first one, th- shooting four air balls in a row, that's a big deal. That's And that's all they showed of that game. Oh, no, game. no, 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 no. They framed it in a positive light. They said, you know what? That's what you have to do. You have to keep shooting. You have to come back for all those times. Even when you miss, you have to be ready to take the next That's step. what was said no, to him. No, guess what? After the first two air balls, you pass the next time you get the ball, unless you're wide open, which he wasn't on any of the next two. Who the fuck does he think he is? And uh, the, what you show is a <laughs> the team play was called for him. Blame fucking no, Del Harris. Those plays were not called they for him. They totally were. Those were three pointers, four feet behind the line with a guy right on him. There is no way that's a play call. And, called and for him. That's Del Harris the, was the worst coach ever. I had to live <laughs> through you, that. If you call that play, probably yeah. Yeah, he was <laughs> terrible. Now. What it would be interesting to have a dialogue or have people who are on that team talk about that moment or what's going through their head or not to t- twist it into, you know what? You might miss every, every time. And that's, and if you still think you should take the next shot, you can view that two ways. One, like that's, that's confidence. That's the eye of a tiger, which is how he views it. Or that's dumb. And that's how you lose basketball. Maybe, and don't maybe win. nobody wanted to do it without getting paid. You know, sure. I mean, I don't, if, if I was Nick Van Exel, I sure as hell well, wouldn't I, do I anything. Watched that Nick Van, Nick Van Exel wasn't passing all too much either. No. So that team was shit. That's fine. I, yes. I don't care. But then even the second example, it was about Kobe leading this team. He didn't do enough to lead this team. And the reason why they won the next year wasn't because it was because Kobe led them the right way and put his sense of fight and dominance into them and taught he says i gotta teach bring out the villain and all of them exactly that's not why they won they sure won because they had an amazing team their team was stacked but what about when, when they beat the celtics the year after that too yeah their team was still stacked it was the same team as the year before yeah but the team that lost i mean like, the only difference in player was uh, our test he never says oh you know what i was lucky to ha-. that's what i can't stand about him it's never that i've been blessed to be around Great teams, great coaches, uh, in an organization and like a first class organization that gives every benefit of the doubt from the NBA and its officials. And then <laughs> just joking with the last Not one, but, <laughs> but it's just, it's, and that's why I do find the movie interesting in some respects that you can look at it and that's how he views things. And it's interesting to me that that's how he views things. And it is coming from a singular perspective. But it's also why I'm nothing new was presented to me or something I didn't know. Or it was and, not. Know, it was the Kobe. It was a exactly what I expected Kobe Bryant to be in a documentary, and not not the opposite. And when I think of as an example of a documentary that's someone who, who showed a different side of themselves and the real side, I think of the Conan O'Brien documentary, and you know he's. 
not always the guy you see on TV. Stuff annoys him, and at times that can feel a bit calculated too. But at least you get this balance in seeing, you know, what you feel like is, in essence, a day in the life of where this is. And I agree with you. That's not what this movie is. It's a well, he also, the he legend did, of Kobe. No, he talked about how at one point he realized that he was a shitty husband and a shitty father. And he talked about, you know, um, um, how he had let down his family and how he was able to get them back, you know, and, and how his wife forgave him for being such a shithead that and is, being an asshole. That is one minute of the movie. And it's Kobe saying, I just realized I, I hit a point in my life and I'm like, I got to fix this. I got to fix yes. this. And I, I, the one that's another good moment. I'll agree when he says like, it would have been easy for his wife to just say, cut and run. Like I can take half. He even says I can take half his money. Get out of here, no questions asked. And she doesn't. She sticks with him and tries to keep a family together. Now that's interesting, but I don't see the family in the movie, and I don't see what their life is like. I don't know if this is actually real. If if what he's telling, I think we would know now if that was fake. We know. No, you don't know. There's tons of marriages that are like just there for convenience and. And I, I think you need some other perspectives and some some more footage to counterbalance or reinforce those points rather than taking everything he's saying at face value. It's just it's just a controlled, very controlled presentation. Well, yes, but what would you expect from a player that, I mean, um, like what you see in the documentary is, you know, what you're saying and how it's always about uh, him and his drive and his him doing this and no perspective of anybody else. But that's how he's had his entire life on the court. Yes. That's how that's that's how he's being able to be as good as he is um, throughout, you know, his entire playing career. Like if um, if Michael Jordan had this idea to do this style of documentary, it'd be the exact same thing because he is the greatest of of all time. And and he he was and Jordan was a horrible person even on the court in practice. Yeah, I mean I don't know. Maybe it is interesting that I can't think of an example off the top of my head of one of the best basketball players of all time who I don't think would have that path. Like, like to be really one of the top four or five. I even Charles Barkley. I don't I don't know how his teammates felt about him necessarily. I don't think he's the nicest guy in the world. I think he's a, an awesome person and awesome, like awesome at everything he does. Uh, but like maybe, maybe magic Johnson. I'm sure. I don't know what his level of aggression was with teammates and pushing them. I, I just wish I like even Kobe in high school, like he just looks like such a dick and that's fine. I, I can accept. Well, that. that's like, but to I, be the best. You, you, you but can't you? be. A nice I, I don't guy. think LeBron is a dick. <laughs> he took two weeks off in the middle of this season to go on fucking vacation. That's a dick move. Well, everyone like he was he was hurt. Yeah, but he instead of like being in Cleveland with that's his true. doctors and rehabbing, he went to the beach in Miami. Okay, that's fair. And I guess what I would say is, if they were making a documentary about LeBron doing the same thing, and if that topic came up, it would be like LeBron's sitting there and saying, "This is why I did this." You know, I had my reasons. I'm sure everyone has reasons for what they do things. But what's also interesting is how other people view that. Like, I want to see what 
Kevin Love has to say about that. Or he what, probably doesn't like him very much I, at all. Well, that's and I, mean. I don't think Dwayne Wade likes him anymore. And I mean, the ten like drama comes from some conflict or tension, and the only conflict I really got in the movie was like past demons, right? Like, oh, I had this obstacle I had to overcome it. I had this obstacle I had to overcome it. Yeah, we know you overcame it. You won and all this stuff. So you know where the story's going. A little more personal introspection, I think, would have benefited the movie and ultimately more perspective than just his own. Well, I mean, he opened up in this a lot more than he ever has, you know, and so like, I I learned some stuff about Kobe that I I didn't know and and... I mean, I've been a fan of his his entire career, you know. So, like, I I think what uh, the point that he was trying to get across in this documentary, I think he got that point across, and it, and that's just. I mean, I looked at this documentary for what it was. Okay, it was Kobe Bryant telling his story, directed by Kobe Bryant <laughs> from Kobe Bryant's production company. Like which that's is, which just, is interesting in itself. Like, yeah. to, I mean, it but, wasn't directed by Kobe Bryant, but it was directed by Kobe Bryant. Yeah, right? I feel like it was. Or it was someone named Gotham, which is a fake alias. Kobe I'm sure. probably had a final cut. Like well, no. Like I actually, I heard an interview with uh, Bill Simmons, and uh, after they were done, Kobe actually went back in and they actually re-edited the whole thing because I think they did have other stuff in it, like other people. And I think that he changed his mind about that. And I think um, in the podcast that I heard is that um, um, the stuff that people, the people that were interviewed for it, like um, it came across as being very positive. And maybe that was the choice of the people that he picked to be interviewed again, but he decided to not actually have any of that in there. Yeah, I, I this isn't this movie, but I just think something where I think you'd feel more sympathy for Kobe and understand him more if you showed more perspective of I'm sure there are lots of people who dislike him. Sure. And I think but there's probably more people that dislike him than like him. Exactly. And I think if you actually show those perspectives or stuff just getting audio of stuff he hears during a game like really harsh stuff, which I'm sure he's heard. Mm -hmm. I think if we had some examples of that, or it almost felt like Kobe being beaten down and you're hearing it. And I think it would be easier to sympathize with him and maybe understand his perspective on life and why he's had to be that way. You get a hint of it, knowing how he grew up and was uh, teased and struggled to fit in when he came both being an immigrant in Italy and coming back and being kind of a pseudo immigrant back in the United States. And it's like, you start to feel for him there, but then there's, it goes to high school mode Kobe and it's it's just hard to, to see a likable person there. And I, I wish, I just wish I felt more as to why he acted that way other than saying it was just about being the best all the time. Like, I think I, I wish I knew or I could see what it was like for him to just, if it was that bad to f- see or feel that or, right. Uh, I, I don't know. And I think you need some other perspectives for that. It's not terrible. Like, I don't think it's like, I've seen some poorly made stuff in my life with the very low production value. It's just, it's it, it looks good. 
I think it looks really good. I, uh, I mean, and, and and everybody listening to this, I don't think they're surprised that I liked it and you really didn't like it all but, that much. But I, it's not because it's Kobe. I just well, sure it is. It really. Honestly, if he played his entire career with the Charlotte Hornets, there'd be Bryant merchandise everywhere in this place. It's it's not at all. Uh, I I honestly thought going into this, based on what I'd heard about it, I was gonna have a new appreciation for Kobe, and this was gonna show me more of the Kobe I didn't see already. And it just wasn't that I, it was, so you had an expectation. Yeah. That's, that's your problem. What's you should have went in without any expectation. My expectation was, I, I, I thought it was going to be good. <laughs> I didn't. Well, yeah, well you shouldn't have, you shouldn't think that about anything when you, when you watch it for the first time. I mean, cause it's, there's a better chance to be disappointed. I mean, well, I he's, to- he's one of, he's, one of my favorite players of all time, but I didn't go in with a bag of popcorn thinking this is going to be the greatest documentary I've ever seen. Okay. Well, let's take the Bill Simmons podcast that he was on. Sure. With with Jalen Rose. And I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was more revealing or interesting than the documentary. Did you like, see him on Kimmel? Did I did watch, watch it video? after. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I like that too. Like to catch him in a moment having to view something embarrassing or that not to him, but like he's right. embarrassed for them. I mean, all that stuff is interesting, and it's it's in the moment. It's it's not calculated, and this movie just doesn't have that stuff in it. And I just wish it was more of that. I wish the one thing I wish I I watched one thing in this movie that I thought, oh, you know what? That was he ultimately probably wouldn't want that in the movie, but it made it a better movie because it's in there. And I don't think there's one moment like that in the movie. Well, there was one thing that I was really expecting to actually see in the documentary uh, because it makes him come across as really likable. But I'm guessing they probably couldn't get the footage to use it. It's when when they beat the Magic uh, for his uh, fourth title and uh, they were all on The Tonight Show. I'm pretty sure it was The Tonight Show. And, uh, you know, when they had, uh, I think, like six of the team were there. And, uh, you know, Kobe said, like, right away, he said, you know, the one thing I want to tell everybody no is that we would not have won this championship if Lamar Odom hadn't made the sacrifice that he did to come off the bench for our team instead of. So, I mean, like, he he gave credit for the win to Lamar Odom. And I was like, I was expecting to see this clip of Kobe being a really good guy and giving credit where credit is in this thing. And I was surprised they didn't show it. But maybe well, they no, he get says the it was him teaching them to have his villainous attitude that got them that championship. Well, it, that's what we had to, yeah. But it was true, <laughs> though. They had to. They all had to be meaner. I I just feel a huge. Here's an aspect of it that uh, isn't explored in the movie, like being Kobe's teammate. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I would think. And this is how you should kind of be with a team at a job. I think. Because of Kobe's expectations of team of you of his team and what they should do right and wrong, how much the team is elevated by not wanting to disappoint Kobe and knowing he's on your team and and probably knowing that he works really hard and does everything he can to be as good as he can that that's just setting a leadership bar in that way. Hopefully, that'll be in the the next one <laughs> put out by Kobe Inc. And then the t- the title, Kobe Bryant's Muse. Yeah. Great title. And his, his muses are Michael Jordan and... Magic. Magic. and yeah. pe- <laughs> The best. You can only be the best if you try to be like the best. 
See, and that's be like Mike. <laughs> it's interesting. I feel like Kobe Bryant's muse is himself, right. because if you, I think if you ask legitimately, Kobe, who's the best basketball player ever, whatever he tells you, I think his answer is himself, and that's what's interesting to me about. I don't Kobe think Bryant. he would say himself right now. You well, they show the Clippers like I need a few more rings first or something no. like that, but alt. And this is probably true of all the best. They think I bet if. If you took him in his prime and MJ in his prime, I think he, I think he could he think he I think he thinks he could beat Michael Jordan in his prime, one on one. When he was in his prime, um, probably whether he could or not, I think he I think he thinks he could, and that's what makes him him. And well, I, I think a lot of people. I mean, I've heard some basketball players some say some ridiculous things. Yeah, you know, um, like Harold Miner. <laughs> well. Oh, I, I've heard this, but I forget right now. Well, I just you, he thought he was like the second coming of Jordan. Sure, yeah. You know, oh yeah. There's tons of guys. Yeah, here, like ridiculous confidence levels and stuff. Yes. Yeah, so, like Swaggy P <laughs> is one. Although, like the the one thing I I did like is uh, is how in the footage of him shooting all those air balls, how they immediately cut to Shaq's face <laughs> every time, and just the look of bewilderment on his face. Was yeah, pretty good. I think that was a lot of people's feeling. Well, yeah, and that's why they showed it, you know, because he was opening himself up. He's like, you know what? This is some some of my worst performance. This is one of my worst performances in my career, and I'm going to start this documentary with this. Well, it's about half an hour in, <laughs> and, and it's, again, so it's showing, in a positive way, progression. Yeah, I just wish there was... A little more counterbalance to the. I mean, I, I wish it was longer. I wish it was like uh, you know three what. Hours. I don't disagree. I think if they could have included some extra stuff and like shown a, a bit more balanced perspective, I would appreciate that it was longer too. If the problem with showing that stuff is it makes the movie way too long, I don't know. Maybe maybe it makes it better though. I'm not. I'm not. Or maybe the people he asked to be interviewed just didn't want to do it and at all. You know, or because for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean it's it's a rabbit hole of why they wouldn't do it. Like, I mean, some of his former teammates probably, you know. I mean, although he and Shaq seem to have buried the hatchet. Okay, yeah. Okay, let's take this the the Shaq rap video and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. like th- those are some moments that I would think would affect him, and I'd like to. And I get it. Part of it is probably just not wanting to talk too much. Out of school or something, and I thought it was fairly balanced. Seeing, seeing, seeming to, it was balanced from his basketball career, right? Not from his personal life, I don't think. True, but it wasn't about his personal life. The documentary, but you wish it was a bit more. Yeah, yeah. I, wish, I wish there was a bit more, more right. with that, or his family is how he how he is around his kids, around other teammates. Eh, I don't know. Just thought it could have been better. Okay. So, uh, do you have anything else to say on it? I don't think so. I think that's um, it for me. Uh, there were actually there were a couple of things that uh, the Di- are you going to say the Disneyland thing? Uh, yeah, I was Disney. actually going to bring up how much he loves Disney, as yeah. do you. Yeah. That must have endeared him to you just a little bit more. Uh, it made me like Disney a little less. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> I liked how. Uh, one of his inspirations was John Battle of the Atlanta Hawks. I, I actually really like that too. Yeah. Just and it was interesting who he showed. This was good. It's like so saying John Battle and uh, 
I can't remember the other players he talks about watching on video when he was in Italy. Yes. But you do see, and his father, you see all of those people in his game. And yes. Like, it, it makes sense that they shaped the player he became. And yeah. I think that's, um, that's kind of cool. Some of the, the, the rehab stuff with the ball bearings, I thought that was pretty cool. After, his, after he'd healed and he was having to pick up yeah. the ball bearings with his feet. I thought that was kind of neat. I don't know if it needed to be a three um, shot, but but I think I think my favorite part was him laughing and watching The Price Is Right. Uh, that's right, <laughs> man. Maybe it's because Kobe and I are so similar. Yeah, Price Is Right, Disney. Disney. I'm always picking up stuff with my feet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah he. Was yeah, a, that was funny. That was I like that part. Okay, maybe I kind of subconsciously was remembering this that's a cool moment that's like you're seeing him just being himself reacting to something in a real way but I, I, but it was during them showing him getting treatment for true rehab, so it's it's, so. it's tough to say it does go along with what you were saying that it fits in what the movie is showing half the recovery half looking back at the career probably more 25 75 yeah. but uh that was a good moment i agree there so, were moments I liked, yeah. genuinely liked in the movie. Just overall felt uh, too manicured for me. So two balls for me. Uh, one ball for me. One ball. Man, you John crucked it. One ball out of two. Yikes. Probably log this. Is, is this this was two and a half, <laughs> maybe a three out of five on Letterboxd? Probably two and uh, a half. I saw something and... Uh, I'll put this out there to the ball junk listeners. Uh, something that we could do a review on um, because we reviewed uh, uh, Scooby-Doo goes to WrestleMania, <laughs> the, the, the WWE Flintstones movie mm-hmm. where Fred Flintstone is a wrestling promoter. I think we should watch that. Well, we can discuss it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean proposed or inquired us to this would be a ball drunk review on film junk when it was uh, oh, really? part of a, a new releases. So All right, I think people are expecting it. <laughs> It looks terrible. Yeah. Can't be as bad as the Kobe movie. Oh. No, I, don't. I, I I preferred watching this. Oh. I definitely preferred watching this to the Scooby-Doo one. Right. And definitely preferred it to Santa with Muscles. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. What else did I you, can't complain that What else did we, we reviewed? Million Dollar Arm. We reviewed, Fox right? Catcher. Fox Catcher. Didn't, re- didn't prefer it to Fox Catcher. No, Fox Catcher was pretty good. Yeah. So, um, since we're talking about Kobe, um, I think it might be a good idea to, to kind of catch up to what's going on with the NBA. Um, you know, Ulster breaks over. We're getting into the uh, uh, the playoff run. I mean, so most teams have played, what, like 60, 68, almost 70 games now, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, we're getting down to the last uh, 12 or 15 games per team uh, going into the playoffs. It's been a really good season. There have been a lot of fantastic games. Yeah, to even watch. the East, like the low seeds in the East, are getting interesting now yeah. too. There's some competition there. I watched that. Uh, um, was it a couple weeks ago? It was uh, San Antonio Cleveland? Golden. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I that watched was that a game too. Game. I don't that know. was a great game. I was like, you know, I'm gonna watch this game today, yeah. and it was one of the best games and ever. There was a, there was a Golden State game a couple weeks ago too, which was fantastic. Might have been Golden State Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, which was also a really good game. Yeah, I've watched a lot of the Pelicans games. I only caught a few. Uh, just regular televised games. And I, I'd forgotten that 
Kobe injured his shoulder against the Pelicans. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they showed that. Uh, they that must have made I think you they happy say, a bit. Oh, it says, doesn't it say Smoothie King Center in the documentary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's yeah. part of the movie. Uh, <laughs> but Anthony Davis is a monster. He's the greatest ever. They're probably. better than I thought they would be. It's almost working out exactly the way I said it would yes, on the last the, podcast, the, where I was a, it's that last fucking game. Dallas beat Oklahoma City in Oklahoma City, and that was – if that wouldn't have happened, right? I I still think Dallas would have bubbled out. But uh, Yeah, they've been on a bit of a roll. And I was was what I hoped. Remember I said I hope Rondo just kind of like throws the mix out of order and doesn't work, and it's almost happening. It, it almost it, It's almost happening. happening. But the Pelicans, you know what, I – well, you you did think you said they would finish eighth, and I said they would just miss, and yeah. so could go either way. It's close. It's, <laughs> it's close. Be, but the thing is, in my mind, they don't deserve it. Like I, I watched it, it. It's really a struggle for me because, and this is why they always play to the level of their competition. Right. They every so when game, they're playing the every game teams, is like overtime or it's a one point game. Literally every game, I can't take it. I'm losing my mind. And there's the buzzer beater with Anthony Davis in Oklahoma City, and yes. which is like one of the best basketball moments of my life watching a game. And there's also them losing at home to Boston and other yeah. teams. And it's just, who is this team? I don't understand how you can always play directly to the level of your competition. And They've beaten the Lakers every time, though. And the Raptors, which... Yeah. Crazy. I, I like, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's just they, do you, they, like, they do don't you, have. Do you it. think they're gonna get that eight spot, or do you think OKC eventually is gonna uh, claim it for good? I think the league wants Oklahoma City, but they kind of want Anthony Davis in the playoffs too. I yeah. feel like he's a big deal, and so I mean the Spurs they were on a tear, but they're still only five games above them. And yeah. So is Dallas. So, but, but there is only like 12 games to go. Yeah. I just find like, okay. Yeah. San Antonio's played 67. So they've got 15 games. Left. Yeah. The Spurs lost to the Knicks on Sunday. Right. Yeah. And I'll, I, I, uh, or Monday, I think I can't remember. Anyway, I get to work and I'm looking at ESPN and I want, it's pop rips into the team. That's unacceptable. Blah, blah, blah. And then I watched the highlights of what happened, and I can't believe this stuff. The Spurs hit a long two, Marco Bellinelli, to tie the game and before it went into overtime or whatever happened. I'm watching this play. Tim Duncan sets the most illegal screen I've ever seen on that play. He literally like sticks his leg out like this at an angle to, to keep the guy from blocking his shot. It's not even close. It's one of the... Worst offenses I've seen on a basketball court. And the ref is standing right in front of him. Yep. And nothing. The Spurs get away with fucking everything. They've it's, always had. It's gross. And the way they play D, if a rookie on Milwaukee played D the way a lot of their guys do, they would foul out in 10 minutes. And, I mean, it makes me sick to my stomach, to be honest. And <laughs> even like Oklahoma City. I know, but again, again it, it's it's... Every team that you know um, that has a, like a superstar player that uh, that they want in the playoffs. I mean, it goes. It's you know, it's like okay, every, but what, every, 
Like, Why it's always they, the same. You know, they do it for so many teams, though. Like so uh, for many, the most so part, many teams I agree, get, but get calls. Yeah, I, I I see one player getting calls. That's okay. Like, I see that Russell Westbrook gets calls, and a lot of the times deservedly. Like he's getting fouled on every play. When yes. he's going to the net, he's almost like, what can you do? You either have to foul him or he's going to score. Whatever. I can live with that. It's just the general vibe sometimes that tweaks me a little bit. Right. But whatever. I, I, yeah. I was just reminded of this because I watched the replay, and then I went to the comments. I'm like, okay, somebody's got to be talking about this. Someone at least must, must have mentioned how illegal that screen was. Not a peep. Not even a mention. What well, a maybe, maybe you were wrong. No, I'm not wrong. <laughs> uh, but either way, tough to say. I mean, it, it, I, if if an NBA referee didn't see Tim Duncan foul some somebody, then it probably didn't happen. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But uh, it's it's. I mean, the playoffs are going to be amazing. Yes, I yes. would. I really. I'm hoping that either Dallas or San Antonio drops out. I mean, I just I just don't see. I mean, Dallas has the same record as the Clippers, and the Clippers have been playing terrible basketball yeah, for the last little while, too. I just don't see any of those three teams dropping enough. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see that. Um, um, oh, I, don't, I don't think Phoenix is going to be able to push up into that eighth spot. Um, so it's basically OKC and uh, and the Pelicans yeah. battling for number eight. And the only thing that's helping the Pelicans right now is Ibaka is out for the rest of the season, yeah. essentially. So it's going to come down to Russell Westbrook. Yes. Just triple team the Durant guy. Is, <laughs> Durant is still out. Yeah. Yeah, is he out for? No, they said that he if he came back, it would be what second round. I don't know to be yeah. honest. I can't can't remember what it was, but, but it's yeah. uh, it's it's like it's getting crazy. It's like two one man teams. Someone, basically. I think I th- it might have been Simmons who said this, and it was exactly how I I felt the same thing. Pelicans are going to miss the playoffs on the last game or two of the season. Monty Williams will get fired, and Tom Thibodeau will go to the Pelicans. You'd be happy with that. I would love it. Yeah, so. I would love it. So, Do you think he's going to get fired from Chicago? The or? There just seems to be a lot of weirdness going there on there. There is a lot so of weird, weird stuff happening I was reading some articles today about that, too. And, uh, hey, Thibodeau was all over Twitter today. Yeah, that, yeah. to me, is a perfect situation. If we cannot make the playoffs and that happens, I will be ecstatic. So if the playoffs were to start today... Golden State plays OKC. Um, Debatable. Pelicans play tonight. If they win tonight. No, I just said right. But I mean, they as of right as now, what I'm yeah. looking at right now, if the playoffs There's a game in today, hand, though. There's okay. a game in hand. Um, Memphis and San Antonio, which I think would be a really good series. It would yeah. be a, a very physical series. Um, Houston and Dallas. I'm not sure I would really have that much interest in that series. And that will be end up surprisingly being the best series. Yeah. Right? Like it'll be like a seven game series. Portland and the Clippers. That's pretty good too. Yeah, that would be good. I would like to see Portland take out the Clippers. Damian Lillard always has a chip on his shoulder playing Chris Paul because he's kind of second or third banana point guard in the NBA, so Yes. That that, that would be really good. He always steps it up against the Clippers. And in the East, um, so let's talk about the East. Um, they actually have five good teams, and and I didn't think that they would have that many good teams this Is year. Is there? I, I feel like there's only three good teams. Well, I mean, um, Chicago and Washington, I mean, they've yeah, played Washington. well okay, enough I'll say to four. have. I'll say four. I'll say. Right? The so, Raptors are not a good team. They, well, yeah, they've, they've played a lot of bad. The true Raptors are, are 
this that's what you're seeing now. I think right. they've overachieved in the, the beginning right. of the season. Um, but if the playoffs were to start today, Boston would get in, even though they're tied with Indiana. I'm thinking that's because of head to head. Yeah, I think they were both in this morning, weren't they? Or did something happen last night? Um, something must have happened last night because Mi- Miami is in. Oh right, Indiana yeah, they. Dwayne, Ray, Dwayne Wade hit a buzzer beater last night. Right. To- so, I mean, the top five uh, teams are pretty much set, I think. Um, there's there's six games between Washington and Milwaukee. I, just, I don't think Milwaukee will be able to do that much more. They're a lot better than I thought. Even, they're a 500 team, but they're I didn't think they'd be a 500 team. Um, I think I had Indiana and... I think I had Indiana and Charlotte in the playoffs. As did I. And I didn't have Milwaukee or Boston in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, but Indiana still could. But anyway, for argument's sake, if the playoffs were done now, Boston would play Atlanta. Um, that would be a terrible series. Do you remember? what I remember a series maybe in 2000, Boston-Atlanta, that was... Or maybe it was when the big three happened. Yeah. And Atlanta... Like pushed it to five games. It was or something. the first round, and it, yeah, yeah, and they almost yeah. beat him. That was amazing. But uh, Hawks, man, fifty three and fifteen, crazy. Hoot, like man, that's I had no idea. It'll I, be. I'm. I'm just curious to see if it translates to the playoffs. Yeah. Or, uh, playoffs I think. I think, it, I think it will. Um, if if they played, I think they'll have an easier time with the Celtics. They would have a harder time, I think, with the Pacers and maybe even the Hornets. Now Boston. They're just scrappy. Yeah, they are scrappy. Um, Cleveland would play like Miami that. in the first round, which would be pretty that would be epic. Amazing. That would be It excellent. sucks so much about Chris Bosh, though. Yeah. Get well. Like, blood clots. And yeah. Like, it's terrible. Because that really would be... Imagine that series with Bosh in it. It's, yes. It, it's so much better. The Raptors playing Milwaukee. Uh, if they were playing any other team, they would probably lose in the first yeah, round. Right. Um, and then uh, Chicago and Washington, which I think would be a good series. Was last year. Yeah. 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 So I think that'd be really I, good. Uh, I'm hoping the best. I, it sounds like I have this anti-Raptor agenda. I don't. I just, I've seen them play amazing basketball, but a lot of the time I see them just not thrilling me out there. No. I think they're starting to give it to Valanchunas more, which I think is, uh, and recognizing his value, which I think is really important for that team. I would agree with that. Um, and of course, the worst teams in the league Sixers, Knicks, Lakers, and Minnesota. Minnesota, the worst team in the NBA. Um, I got to say, though, if, if, do they have their first round pick this year, Minnesota? I think so. They might even have more. Right. So if they win the lottery, they'll draft that kid out of Duke, probably Okafor. Probably. I mean, and then to have Wiggins and Okafor as your top two players, both on rookie contracts, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh no, that. Yeah. They've got a a good core there, no doubt. So um, I expect good things from the Timberwolves over the next couple of years. But uh, I don't know. I mean, some people think it's good for the NBA for the Lakers, Knicks, and Sixers to be awful. I don't think it's actually good for the NBA. I think it's uh, if if you're not a fan of those teams, then you're probably it's probably good. But I think if you're the the NBA itself, you probably want those teams in the playoffs for money. Yeah, I would like them to be 
competitive too. Just yeah. even, I wish I could have at least seen how Randall did this year and stuff like that. It's, I mean, you know, the Lakers have had some bad injuries. I mean, if, if Kobe and Nash were healthy, they'd be a little bit better. You know, they'd be, you know, probably 10th as opposed to being 12th in the league. You know, yeah, they'll be a little bit better. Um, they, I don't think they'd be a playoff team, even if those guys were healthy enough. Now, if they were healthy and Randall, maybe, but, uh, you know, maybe what? Maybe they could at least sniff that eight spot, but, uh, they're a really bad team. Anything. No. <laughs> even with those three players in, I think they'd be a little better. They'd be a little better. I agree. But still the tenor. Yeah. What you were saying first. Yeah. But that's still a. We did get a sniff of that team without Steve Nash at the beginning. Yes. And it didn't smell too good, right. if you remember. Well, I, I, again, that was, you know, Randall hadn't played much at all. And, it's true. Yeah. And yeah. So I think, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I like to see the Phil Jackson experiment failing horribly in New York as well. Yeah. I guess he's not the g- basketball genius we all thought he was. I think, I think, uh, I guess he's been coaching the best players of all time. Yes. On the same teams. Who would have thunk it? He's a good, good coach, though. Not a bad coach. I, I would not say that. Oh, well, he's got 11 rings, so it must mean something. It does mean something. Yes. You know, Pops had great players. Not the, not the same level. He can make anyone good. That's the difference. Like, that's a good coach. Would you say Chuck Daly was an amazing coach? Mm, not probably not. Like for, to me, the, the, those Pistons champions. To me, Greg Popovich is the best coach who's ever coached, ever will coach, and that's all there is to it. Like, it's not even close. I, I don't think any coach. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know enough. About I think Red, he's in the argument. I don't know enough about Red Auerbach to to like comment on coaches in the past, but from what I've seen watching basketball. And I hate the Spurs. Yeah. But I can say nothing bad about the way they're coached or how they how they play. And do you think Popovich taught Duncan that stick your leg out move? Yeah, he, I <laughs> maybe. I mean, I I'm just using that as an example cuz I saw it clearly on video this week. But it happens, like you said, with every team and certain right. teams and I'm like the, Anthony Davis gets away with shit too. I'm not like Sure. Saying it doesn't happen in the NBA, I just I don't like it. Do you remember what your NBA Finals prediction was at the beginning? I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure you said Memphis. No. No? No. I think it was Cleveland over Golden State. I think. There is actually a good chance that could happen still. My pick of uh, the Bulls over the... No, did I pick Spurs over the Bulls or the Bulls over so. the Spurs? Bull, Spurs over Bulls, I think. It's probably not going to happen. Could it could yeah yeah but uh, I mean I just until someone beats the Spurs it's kind of impossible to count them out yeah yeah I mean the last two seasons I don't think anybody really expected much out of them you know should be good we'll probably have should be a good NBA playoff we should have a pre playoffs episode I would expect sure now do you like do you would you prefer the Hornets to make the playoffs or would you prefer them to miss have the coach get fired and they get Thibodeau? Oh, the Pelicans. Uh, what did I say? Hornets. Hornets. Yeah. yeah sorry. I, I, I do it myself sometimes, but the other Hornets are in the mix. So right. I thought I might relate to that. Uh, I would prefer the Pelicans make the playoffs. They probably wouldn't beat golden state. 
they played him really well mm-hmm. this year, and then they got out of hand towards the end of games. But they can hang with anybody. They've got the they're in the hardest division in basketball, hands down, and they have the best divisional record in that division. Well, there you go. Something to be proud of. And they have two players who should be back from injury who've been injured for the whole second half of the season when they play great. All right. But I would definitely rather they made the playoffs. Sure. Well, I hope they do, just so you can be happy. And if they do, when they play that game, you'll be able to hear me from your house. Right. Screaming. Right. Now, now, um, you know, I had mentioned that, you know, if the Timberwolves won the draft lottery, um, what are the chances, even if they were the worst team, that the Knicks, Sixers, or Lakers don't win the draft lottery, one of those three teams? Do you think it's guaranteed that one of those teams is getting mm. that first pick? Or do you think if if Minnesota legit is the worst team, that they would legit win? Well, it's just random. You never know. Well, I mean, you Even thought the t- it's been rigged before. Well, uh, the only time I, I that probably was rigged was when it was like the classic example of the of envelope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it was a little different. They're pulling right something out of a, a big bowl there that so has no, a human element. There's no way that you think it's going to get rigged this year. I don't. I don't think it'll be rigged, but I would not be surprised if. So, of the four worst teams, who do you think is going to win the draft lottery? Hmm. If you were just to make a prediction. The New York Knickerbockers. Would you be upset if the Lakers won the draft lottery? Yeah. Only because they're in the West. Right. Because then next year they would have Okafor and Randall. Probably Kevin Love. Could be. Probably Kobe. Maybe Durant. I think Westbrook is going to end up there when his contract's done. You think? Oh, yeah. He loves LA. Hmm. Yeah. Everybody thinks that. Could be. So it'll only be a couple more years before the Lakers are awesome again. Very exciting. I, you know, I mean, you know, I, I wish that they could, you know, you know, be bad for bad and actually draft players. But I mean, they'd have to be bad for a long time because they like it's years before they have more first round picks. Kobe will play a big role in that. What do you mean? I don't think. Russell Westbrook would want to play with Kobe Bryant. Well, I, th- I think by that time that, uh, you know, Kobe would know that he would have to take it. If the team is actually going to be any yeah, good, if he I wants agree. that sixth ring, he's going to have to come to the realization that he can't be the man. I agree. So Will he? But, I mean, t- to get that sixth ring, I think he would pretty much do anything. I That's the Kobe I know. Yeah. So It is interesting though, to think that he would do anything except for be a role player. <laughs> like, I really think he would do anything almost like he'd kill someone. Right. Well, but I don't, th- but he won't take the shots. I feel no. like that's true. Yeah. Well, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like if, if, if Jim Buss is, you know, does nothing, he's already said he's going to step away. And if Jeannie Buss takes over the team, then Phil's coming back to coach. Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And if you give, if you give the if you give the Lakers Randall and Kevin Love and Kobe and probably Westbrook in two years, you know, I think that's a there. But they would obviously have to get a center. So who knows what that who that yeah. would be? But it's a good team. I think Love wants to play in L.A. too. A lot of these guys, I mean, they just want to be in L.A. 
the weather. A lot of speculation. A lot yeah. of speculation going yeah. on there. Well, I would be surprised if Love stays in Cleveland, though. Yeah, me too. Big time surprised. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on. You all right with moving on? Oh, yeah. All right. So over the last uh, week and a bit, I've been tweeting out a lot that we were going to record the podcast, and I was asking people for questions and and comments and stuff, and um, didn't get anything. And nobody else wanted. seems to have watched Kobe Bryant's Muse. You know, probably only really appeals to people like you and I. Kobe lovers and Kobe haters. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but uh, clearly there are people that enjoy wrestling because of the nine emails that I got for question seven revolved around WrestleMania. Hmm. So I'll just take, you know, a few minutes. I don't want to take too much time because not everybody really likes it. But, you know, just to appease that email majority, WrestleMania comes up on the 29th. I'm very excited about it. Um not because um, of any really particular uh, match or anything like that, but I just I like the spectacle of WrestleMania. I like WrestleMania weekend. I like the Hall of Fame, even though the WWE Hall of Fame is, um, you know, it's it's like clown school. You know, like it's uh, um, the people who get into that. Uh, there really is no merit or basis or standard for who gets in. It's just basically. You know what Vince wants. Yeah, Vince gets. You know, and uh, um, it, I'm not blind to see that. So um, for WrestleMania, I think the 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 one match I'm most looking forward to is the Intercontinental Title ladder match. With uh, there's seven participants in this, and it's, seven. Yeah, it's and it's like if this was 1987, the seven guys in that match would be. Uh, Compared to the people that are in now, like it would be uh, Steamboat, Savage, Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, uh, probably Jacques Rougeau, the Mountie, and like Honky Jake Dog Man, Snake. Jake Roberts. Like, you know, those, that caliber of guys, you know, the best wrestlers in the company, the most entertaining guys, that's what this match has. It has like the best performers. Um, in the company in this ladder match. So I think it's going to be very exciting. It's probably going to be the show stealer. That's the match I'm looking forward to. Is Daniel Bryan in that? Yes. Okay. Um, but I am interested in watching Brock Lesnar because he's just such a freak of nature. The fact that somebody that big and that muscular can move that fast and, and do what he does. It's, you know, it's always entertaining to watch Lesnar in, in his match. Um, and then the other one uh, is I finally get to see Sting wrestle in WWE, his very first WWE match. So when did they... F- I feel like it was last WrestleMania when Sting made an appearance. Um, when he, did- he made an appearance. He signed a contract with uh, the game company uh, and, and got... Um, and that's how he kind of got. Was it into, just raw or something he was on? Or um, well, he was uh, in like a press conference, and he show, he didn't show up on WWE TV until um, uh, I think uh, October. Oh, okay, November, something like that. Well, yeah, maybe it was closer to Halloween or something like that. Yeah, that. Okay. that's when he first showed up. But but it was a year ago that uh, you know he got into the 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 two K fifteen. I yeah. guess it was the video game. And uh, I've always been a, a Sting fan, so um, it's 
going to be kind of exciting to see him get his WrestleMania match. Um, I'm assuming The Rock is involved in WrestleMania. Uh, not announced, but he, he might will, show yeah. up. You know, he's got a big movie coming out the next week. That's right, he does. <laughs> um, the night before is the Hall of Fame. I, I enjoy listening to the speeches. Uh, this year's Hall of Fame class is not the most exciting. Um, you know, um, the biggest name being Randy Savage, but he's dead. So we're not really going to get much of a speech. Um, Hogan is doing a speech to induct him. And I'm assuming uh, Savage's brother, Leaping Lanny Poffo. The genius. The genius will uh, give the speech. Uh, the Bushwhackers are getting inducted into the Hall oh. of Fame. Do you remember the Bushwhackers? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Big Daddy Cool Diesel is going in the Hall of Fame. You remember him? I he wasn't he in demolition too for uh, no, no? it's Kevin Nash. He was in the NWO. Why am I th- no, I, I knew that. For, I yeah. I thought maybe he. No. no, I'm thinking of Crush. You were thinking of Crush. The Hawaiian, yes. Hawaiian cr- <laughs> Crush. Uh, Larry Zabisco is going into the Hall of Fame. Do you know who he is? No, no. Now, uh, did, did this used to be the Slammys essentially for two no, years? No, no, no. And they it's completely different. Yeah. I, I love the Slammy the Awards. Yeah. I, I remember having the first Slammys on VHS. Oh yeah, Jackass, Tunny, yeah. yeah, and I think I watched that thing about a million times. <laughs> I would love to get. I should look up that that Slammys. I'm sure they're online somewhere. Um, I think I'm pronouncing his name his name right. Uh, Tatsuma Fujinami. Um, he has uh, ties with the WWWF back in the 70s. He was the junior heavyweight champion. He went on to have a, a huge career in in Japan. Oddly enough. Um, and then uh, Alundra Blaze. Do you remember her? <laughs> she was a, she was one of the women's wrestlers in the late 80s, early 90s. She had some good matches uh, with the... Uh, she doesn't Bo- feel Bolicano. like Hall of Fame material to well, me. Well, um, from her WWE work, no. But she was she's been in wrestling for like 30 years. So this know? is the... Oh, sorry. I think you said the, the pro wrestling Hall of Fame and it... Or is it the WWE? It's the WWE Hall of Fame, okay. but they've opened it up okay. over the last few years. Kind too. Of yeah, because they like ended said, up owning like, everything in some capacity. Yeah, like right? Larry Zabisco. I mean, he had some matches with Bruno San Martino in, in the late 70s, uh, but most of his career was not with the McMahons. And then inducted into the celebrity wing this year is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Really? Yes. Is he going to make an appearance? Oh, yes. Yes. Hmm. Yep. Good for Arnold. Yeah. He's had a few appearances on television before. He was at the Hall of Fame two years ago when he inducted Bruno San Martino because they were really good friends. Hmm. So that's going to be the Hall of Fame. Should be some good speeches. but the, And and I'm going to get to watch it this year because I now have the WWE Network. And I'm fucking stoked about it. Yeah? Yeah. I think there's a free pre. My dad was watching. Yeah, I mean, what, what's available in Canada? Like, if you don't have Rogers, you don't get the full network. What you get is uh, basically it's a television channel with program stuff. So it's not None like of a, the on it's, demand. It's not on demand. So do you still get access to whatever you want online or through an app or anything like that? Um, or the full package? Oh no, only if you have Rogers, you can really? do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, well, I mean, I don't own anything that has the technology to do that so i'm not sure if i do or not all right so like my kojiko box like has on-demand ability right so i would think um uh, i think right now because um um, the way rogers has it uh, i think they're only allowing 
it to just be the TV channels for the other cable providers right now. Okay. So, mind you, if you have one of those things that you can get the U.S. IP address, you can have it. But So I've been watching a lot of the WWE Network and uh, just uh, stuff that I've never been able to see before because they have all these catalogs uh, from the AWA and the NWA. They have some of that stuff and all the stuff from WCW, things that um, weren't aired ever in Canada. Or at least in, in this area of Canada, like um, back in the early '90s, the uh, CTV aired a one-hour WCW show on Saturday night at like two in the morning, and that was really the only thing you get to see out of all that stuff. Um, so, I've been watching uh, uh, tons of old stuff. Like just before I come over today, I was watching uh, uh, Starcade from 1989, which oh, I was saw a, your tweet about. That. Yeah, I was in this pay-per-view was crazy. Like, uh, there was four tag teams and four singles wrestlers, and they were in round-robin tournaments, and that's all it was. It was the same teams fighting the same teams and the same wrestlers fighting the same wrestlers. And it was the Road Warriors and the Steiner Brothers and the Wild Samoans and Doom. Um, Fun fact, uh, one of the Wild Samoans uh, ended up going to the WWE to become Rikishi. You Mm -hmm. remember him? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, he's going into the Hall of Fame this year, too, oddly enough. I'd forgotten about that. Any of the Islanders in the Hall of Fame? Not yet, but Haku will get in there, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway. Who, who um, was the other Islander? Islander Haku and Islander... The Tonga Kid. Tonga Kid, yeah. okay. Um, and Doom, I don't know if you remember, uh, uh, they were a tag team that wore masks, and they were uh, Ron Simmons. Don't know him? I This is WCW? Yeah. I never watched WCW. Um, Butch Reed was the other one. Do you oh, remember the natural, the natural Butch yeah, Reed? Course, yeah. yeah, okay. So he was a member of Doom. I dyed my hair blonde at one point in my youth, and everyone called me the natural. Nice. That's good. <laughs> um, and then the singles wrestlers, it was Ric Flair, Lex Luger, Sting, and the Great Muda. Do you remember the Great Muda? No. But you know the other guys. But yeah, just it was awesome. They like just great wrestling matches, not like the stuff you see now. It was just fantastic. I love it. So good. It's very entertaining. Yeah, but the Steiners had some crazy mullets, man. <laughs> like, just curly and just massive. I remember when, I remember I remember the Steiners coming to WWE and it being yeah. a big deal. And They had a big feud with uh, the Brain Busters, who also came up from WCW, which was Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, managed by Bobby Heenan. I love Bobby Heenan. Oh, yeah. The Brain was the best. <laughs> and that that's another good thing, because I, I get to see all the... Um, some of the old watch all the old shows and listen to the commentary of with Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, awesome! Like they were the best, yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, or Gorilla and Jesse Ventura, those two together are the yeah. best. Like there was, there was just fantastic. Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon. If you can throw in Bobby Heenan, yeah. uh, like a big event or something, did they ever do anything together? I'm uh, sure they did. Yes, doesn't get any better no. than that. And it was the just- brains got him, McMahon. <laughs> 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 Every- <laughs> He's, he's it was just, guy. yeah, really, really good. And, uh, Listening to Jesse Ventura comment on managers oh, yes. is the greatest. Yeah. He's so <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking about no, it. Yeah. It's, it's, I remember when uh, uh, it was on Saturday night's main event and McMahon and, and uh, Jesse Ventura were doing the commentating and, and Jake Roberts was uh, fighting Ricky Steamboat and, uh, Roberts got disqualified because he ran at Steamboat on his way to the ring. And so the, the match never started. And uh, he 
beat the shit out of Steamboat, then pulled the mats up off the ground and DDT'd Steamboat on the concrete. And Jesse Ventura said, do you smell that? Smells like pineapple juice. (laughs) (laughs) You love pineapple. Pineapple soda. Pineapple juice. Good stuff. And, and, you know, and and then uh, there was the classic uh, match between... uh, God, I think it was the Road Warriors and uh, the Orient Express. Do you remember the Orient yeah. Express? And it was McMahon and Piper doing the commentator. And Piper said it's meat and potatoes versus rice and fish. <laughs> Different time. Yeah. Maybe you know, time. And there's the Attitude Era stuff when it was just like the whole audience had signs. And it was just like. You remember that? Oh, I, I went yeah. to one. Well, yeah, with a, with signs. And I'm I'm watching one Attitude Era match. I don't even remember who was in it, but one of the signs in the crowd just said "Wet Vagina." <laughs> well, you know, I'm not uh, a fan of jumpy things, right? Pyrotechnics. Oh included. God, dude, they, they were huge, and they're still pretty big. With I pyro. almost, yeah. The one example I can think of, like genuinely. Like almost shitting my pants is the Sultan entering the room. Oh, <laughs> Who's also Mid- Rikishi? Really? In a mask, yes. Uh, at Marine Midland Arena. And we were pretty close to the stage, and I didn't know he had a pyro entrance. And right. I was scared. Uh, man, I, I don't doubt it. I, Some I of that not, pyro was loud I was indoors. not expecting it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Anyway, WWE Network. It's wonderful. All right, let's do a little NFL talk. Okay. Uh, a lot of big things happening in the off season, man. Tons of free agents, tons of like crazy trades. Your bills, man. You got a new coach, mm-hmm. Rex Ryan. Love it, love it. On the record, love Rex Ryan. What do you think about your quarterback? Well, it's I don't know who our quarterback is yet. Right. So who who do they have in camp? Who are they going to have in camp? Uh, Castle, Manuel, and Tyrod Taylor. Not that good. Not great. Not great. I've got faith. No. Um, but the rest but the, of the team is looking good. They, defense looks good. They kept Hughes. Yeah. Uh, Do they have a running back? LaShawn McCoy. Oh, that's right. They got from he's uh, not Eagles. Too, he's not too yes. bad. His running backs go. Please. He's amazing. Well, yeah. He's I amazing. Mean, well, I, I saw like, a survey on ESPN. Who would you rather have as your running back? Uh, De- DeMarco Murray or LaShawn McCoy? And DeMarco Murray was winning. I was like, are you kidding me? It's not even close. There's mostly Eagles fans, I'm sure. And Cowboys. Cowboys fans too a bit yeah. maybe but I you got to be out of your mind I don't well, have LaShawn McCoy any first day of, of all week. huge upgrade from CJ Spiller yes but they still have Fred Jackson yeah who's also awesome. good who's so, pretty good I'm happy with that um, uh, Percy Harvin not yeah. so sure about yet other they they got Charles Clay today right the Miami did not match the offer right as who had they signed though oh uh, Jordan Cameron I think they got a lot there. My hopes are ele- gonna, elevated, gonna, to say gonna, the least. Um, but I, the whole AFC East got way better. Yes, they did. The and Jets got a lot better. Dolphins, Dolphins got, got better. I mean, that getting Sue was pretty impressive. Yeah. You know? So a lot, of, a lot of balance of power shifting towards the AFC, I'd say. so. Uh, do you think the Pats are still the best team? I mean, mm, until I, somebody beats them. I think there's a lot of teams that can. They lost a lot. Yeah, they did. So their kicker that was a big loss. Their place kicker. Yeah, yeah. And well, Revis for sure. Daryl Revis, yeah, going to the yeah he went to the Jets. Yeah, right? yeah. I uh, I think the Patriots will be shit this year. I don't know. 
I, 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 just, I just don't think, you know, with Brady and Belichick, I mean, you know. I don't think it's a slam dunk. Oh, no. No, I think there's more questions this year, but it wouldn't surprise me if they still won the division. Yeah, me neither. So, uh, but uh, no, I, I think uh, the last couple of years, the AFC East was kind of a joke. Other than, but I, th- I think there's going to be some good, good football games. And other than the LaShawn McCoy thing, I think the biggest deal was the Jimmy Graham trade. Yes. Which yes. I'm surprised. It's pretty crazy. And yeah. New Orleans seems to be. And he went to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Which is. A, Jesus Christ. It's a big, big change. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just curious to see where New Orleans goes from here with Drew Brees and what happens. I feel bad because they've traded. Oh, and all of Breeze's guys that he threw to quite a few, except yeah. for like the rookie cooks and they like they've added Spiller and yeah. some other stuff. But the other crazy team is San Fran with yes. everyone retiring. Yeah. That team is in shambles. Uh, Willis and why can't I think of uh, Burden? No, right. no, no. Burton, Borland, Borland. And then uh, Gore went to the Colts. Mm hmm. And then uh, they just brought somebody in, though, too. Who did they sign? Somebody decent. I can't um, remember. Oh, well, they signed Tory Smith. Signed Tory Smith. And there was somebody else recently, too. Uh, I can't remember. But now I forget who it was. Maybe they were just used to be good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, like a lot of lot of changes. Um, it's kind of been a pretty crazy offseason. Yeah. You know. Still, like, Peterson is still a question mark. Yes. There's still big names out there. Des Bryant. Wasn't he, uh, wasn't he franchised? Yeah, but it's not clear. Right. What's going to happen. What's going to happen with him, so, too. Should be good. Washington really hasn't done anything yet, either. Nobody wants to play for the Washington football team. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been exciting, so. I still, I, 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 I mean, when. Although I'm super excited about uh, who the, what the Dolphins are doing, I, I kind of think the Bills and the Jets are probably going to be a little bit better than them. It's cool. Tan, uh, Tan Hill's the X factor there. Yeah. If he if he takes another step up, then I don't know. I just the, not, those I, last I, I, I just don't like where... this Joe Philbin guy, man. <laughs> I really want want him out of there. I just don't think he's much of a coach. I'd rather have Thibodeau. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, just doesn't feel like it. it's, so it's the same thing with Marone. Yeah, nothing yeah. about him instills confidence in me at all, and you know that could just be like a, a surface level thing, and you don't know what happens behind the scenes. But there, there does seem to be this yeah. natural leadership lacking. But uh, I think Rex Ryan was a good move. He's going to make things pretty entertaining there. I was really hoping that his brother was going to join the team. That'd be good. That'd be great. Have both those guys there. <laughs> Are you going to try to go to any of the Bills games? Oh, yeah. I'll, oh, okay. I'll to, I'm sure I'll go to at least four, I'll say. Did uh, the people you go with, did they get keep their tickets? Yes. Right. You were the only one that dropped out? Yep. Was it because of uh, your your fantasy pool? No. No, it wasn't because of that? No. Okay. It's just, you, you weren't just upset about it? Not, not at all. Are you going to go back to the fantasy pools this year? Of course. Oh, okay. yeah, right. no. So who's your pick right now, if, if just from the changes that you've seen? To win it all? Seattle. It's kind of hard to not think, you know, because they made it to the Super Bowl. They didn't really lose anything yet. They're my first three. And they got Jimmy Graham. I'm just trying to think it out here. 
Green Bay really hasn't done anything. They kept Reggie Cobb, Randall Cobb. Oh yeah, San Fran got Reggie Bush, didn't they? Reggie Bush, yeah, that's the one I was thinking <laughs> was like, of. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I'm feeling Steelers again. So what's going to happen in Cleveland then? Because they're the quarterback that Brian Moore, he's gone. Yeah. Is it going to be? Are they going to give the ball to they, they signed, Johnny Football? Oh, they signed McCown. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Because so, that would be exciting. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you never know. I, I'm sure he's still in a competition spot when they get to camp. So Yes. And when is the uh, when is the draft? Soon. It's pretty soon, isn't it? April, but I could be wrong. One yeah, April 30th, so end of April. Yeah, so, it should be interesting. Yeah. You're, are you getting excited about it already then? Honestly? No, not that no? excited. No. no? I'm, I'm in Pelicans mode right now. Okay. Are you excited about baseball at all? Not even close. No? No. Couldn't care less. <laughs> I'm going to get you excited for baseball. Okay. Uh, as we do a little balls around the world. Okay. All right. So we're going to start with baseball. Um, now, over the last couple of years, there seems to have been like a big increase in uh, what you can get at a ballpark when it comes to food. Ballpark food is is going to new levels, and this coming season, the levels are have just exploded through the ceiling, and I'm super excited about what's happening with ballpark food. I, I, I tend to be a purist, so. Well, I know. I mean, you, you're like a hot dog and a beer <laughs> guy, right? Let's see what we got. I'm going to try to uh, entice you with some things. Texas Rangers. I mean, we all know that everything in texas is big you know you don't mess with texas so the rangers have uh have, are going to introduce like two food items specifically that i wanted to talk about um the first one being the fried smorio okay so it's like a s'mores yes a smorio okay so it's it's on a toothpick and basically it's a deep fried marshmallow sandwiched in between two deep fried Oreos, then drizzled in chocolate sauce and topped with whipped cream. Served yeah, on a stick. I, I saw some images there. Do we have one? I do have images. And then uh, I'm actually going to put the images onto the. Okay. Once we upload yeah. the show, I'm going to put them in the you comments. Know, my, I don't have much of a sweet tooth, so. Right. I'll okay. Take, I'll take a hot dog. No sweet tooth? <laughs> well, then I've got something else uh, that the Rangers are doing. I mean, for most teams. That would be enough, but not in Texas. It gets better. How do you feel about corn on the cob? It's okay. How do you feel about chicken fried corn on the cob? Chicken fried corn on the cob. That's How right. Does that happen? For five bucks, uh, corn on the cob is uh, dipped in batter and deep fried. So where's the chicken fried? Well, that's that's what it's called, chicken frying. Something like a chicken fried steak. You know, it's just it's a it's a it's deep fried. And like, uh, I'm sure it has like the same, oh, okay. uh, no picture, no one, picture right? of that one. Uh, but this, the same stuff that you would deep fry chicken in. I still think, I, st- I hate to disappoint you, but I still think I'm going hot dog and beer. Plain hot dog and a beer. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I can uh, convince you to go, uh, choose what the Arizona Cardinals are bringing this year. Um, last year, the Arizona Diamondbacks introduced the world to the D bat dog. Did you hear about the D-Bat dog last year? For $25, you could get an 18-inch corn dog stuffed with cheese and bacon. Okay. <laughs> Pretty good. 
right? 18 inches. But dad, 18 inches. Um, this year, I, uh, though you said you're not much of a sweet tooth person, they went the sugary route and introduced the churro dog. So basically, this is a churro. Do you know what a churro yep. is? Yeah. Deep fried pastry rolled in cinnamon and sugar. It's actually sandwiched in a long jong donut covered with frozen yogurt, chocolate sauce, and whipped cream and caramel sauce. <laughs> it sounds like well. it sounds like the dessert version of an invention I tried to create myself, which was the matzo dog. Oh God, what's which this? is like taking matzo sticks and trying to turn them into a hot dog format, where you because you have the sauce, which is the marinara. And okay. Tr- and trying to like use a big matzo stick as the dog in it was horrible. Didn't work. <laughs> no. yeah, okay. But this sounds better. But yes, the churro dog, eight dollars fifty cents at Chasefield. Not twenty five dollars. Do you have an image? We do have an image of that. Oh, I should say this too. I went to uh looks similar to the matzo dog. <laughs> 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 Obviously different ingredients, but similar concept. I feel like I may have missed just missed on my uh invention. But I went to a Leafs game. Right. My my aunt got me amazing seats. Second row, right behind the goalie, was like could pound the glass, was on TV the whole game. I had heard like, you know, beers are really expensive at the ACC. They are really, Oh like, yeah. It was sixteen dollars yes. a beer. Crazy. For a large beer. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, it's was not prepared, but the experience was absolutely amazing. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Like being that close and it's the best seats I've ever had for a hockey game, so it was pretty amazing. I sat right at the glass at the uh, the Bell Center once. Yeah. That was pretty exciting. And I was surprised at how good you could see the other end of the rink, even behind the goalie. Oh, yeah. Like, well, you know, it's, it's not that big. Yeah. I mean, it go- looks bigger on television, but when you're there, you know, it's not that far yeah, away. Yeah, it's amazing. Lastly, so the Churro Dog not enticing you at all? It's, I mean, out of the things I've heard so far, I'd probably get the Churro. Uh, you know what? I might even go Smario at this point. See if you can change my mind. I'm going to try to change your mind. Uh, This next treat is so far unnamed. Uh, In Wilmington, Delaware, there are the Wilmington Blue Rocks, which are the single-A affiliate of the Kansas City Royals. Um, They've actually created a menu item that they ran a contest for. Um, the contest closed on the 17th. We still have it like Delaware. Yes. Such a bland place. And their team name is the blue rock. The blue rocks. Uh, so <laughs> the, um, the, 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 the point of this contest is on the, uh, 25th. They're going to announce what the actual name of this item is. And the winner gets, uh, uh, the winner gets, um, uh, actually I didn't write down what the winner gets. Uh, but, um, uh, the thing with this is that uh, it's going to gets narrowed down to six finalists, and you vote on those. But they hadn't released the six finalists yet, so I wasn't able to get um, uh, what those product names were. Okay, so isn't meth a blue rock? <laughs> could be, right. and the person might have been on meth who came up with this. So you're going to take a glazed jelly donut in the shape of a hot dog bun. All right. They're all these are all sharing the inspiration of the matzo dog. I right. feel like So in the shape of a hot up. dog bun, a glazed jelly donut from Krispy Kreme, no to to add into that, cut open inside inserted into this glazed jelly donut hot dog bun is a bacon wrapped hot dog. I don't mix sweets with bacon. I know it's How a do trend. you not mix sweet and salty together? 
How many, like, haven't you ever had pancakes and had that last piece of bacon that had a little maple syrup on it? It's good flavor. Yeah, maybe I'm not giving it. Okay, so, so it's a bacon wrapped hot dog. Hot dog hmm. inside a glazed jelly donut. Basically, that's what it is. I th- I'm, and, and, I'm I not mean, super. If, if you're going to have anything in America, <laughs> this is what you're going to get. Are you not excited about this? I'm not. I hate to disappoint, but. Well, some of the. Well, okay. okay. Since I'm clearly not the connoisseur of food, right. which one are you most excited about? Oh, this like, bacon which one wrapped you... hot dog in the jelly donut. Yeah. Without a doubt. Absolutely. That's why I saved it to the end because right. this is the big show for me. No? Yeah. Not enticing to you at all? Man. It's just too much going on there. Um, they did list a couple of these suggestions so far. For the name. For the name. I don't know if these ones are in the finals, but these were some of the suggestions. Uh, because it's put up by Krispy Kreme, uh, the Creamy Weenie. <laughs> That's good. Okay. <laughs> Delicious Death. Heart attack on a bun, which I don't think they would call it that because that's yeah, bad I feel for like business. That's, uh, but I do like the last one, suicide mission. Suicide mission, or okay, we need to turn this into a baseball term. Like, okay, suicide squeeze. No, I'm just, I'm just. Oh, okay. Like, just I don't think that's the name. Uh, I'm just trying okay. to think. Okay. Uh, what else? What else? Can of corn. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they people could do better than that. Okay, that's like the. Heart attack on a bun. I mean, that's like the joke people make about yeah. uh, about any, anything, anything, yes, like anything. any hamburger, like right. tripled. De- I've heard that a million times. Let's yeah. be a little more creative than that. What about this picture? <laughs> that looks better. I'm not going to lie. That looks much better than what I pictured in my mind. All right. So, yeah. So once uh, I'm going to upload the pictures, if I can figure out how to upload the pictures onto the once we post the show, I might be changing my mind. It looks pretty good. Murka. I like Gotta it. love it. The glazing of the bun is intriguing. <laughs> yes. See, last time I was at the Canadian National Exhibition or yeah, the I, CNE. I was going to say you had something similar there. Yeah. Right? Well, it was it was just it was like the Krispy Kreme donut burger with bacon and a fried egg, and it was tasty. You know, it that prompted me to lose a hundred pounds after eating it, <laughs> but it was still pretty good. Nice. Um, all right, so, I mean, like you, you said before, that you're not really missing football season. Uh, but there are a lot I'm of not, people. I, I'm, I'm missing it. I just right. have other distractions. But there are a lot of people out there who are just, like, jacked for football season to start. Um, but uh, so one way uh, you might uh, be able to enjoy football again is brought to you by an author named Lacey Noonan. Uh, she wrote an erotica novel based around Rob Gronkowski. Have you heard of this? <laughs> no. It's, uh, it's book one in the Rob Gronkowski erotica series called <laughs> A Gronking to Remember. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. yeah That's so fucking funny. This author, Lacey Noonan, wrote this book, and uh, uh, she was inspired by it. Um, this is her quote. I think it's one of those things where you're zoning out and something outlandish comes into your head and you're like, that's absolutely stupid. Wait, can I do this? Should I do this? Do I dare? And she decided. And to she do it. uses the real like Gronk's fully endorsing this. Like, how does she get? I, d- I don't know if, uh, um, does she I, use a, if, a if they're just name using or? a name, then I don't know if his name is trademarked because hmm. it's just a name. I suppose it could be. Uh, but, uh, here's what's on the, uh, uh, the book jacket. <laughs> 
Uh, Lee has a serious problem, and it's driving a spike between her and her husband, Dan. When Lee wanders into the room where her husband and his friends are watching a football game, her life changes forever. Because at that exact moment, NFL's one-man wrecking ball, Rob Gronkowski of the New England Patriots, scores a touchdown and does his patented Gronk spike, his notorious monster smashing of a football. When the ball shoots into the stratosphere, Lee's heart goes a pitter-patter and she becomes seriously turned on. (laughs) I'll be tracking the sales of this book with with Um, great interest. It would be pretty good if we each read the book and reviewed it <laughs> on our future ball junk. I would rather read excerpts on the show. I don't know if I want to read read it in its entirety. Fair enough. Uh, I will say this. I don't know if I talked about this before. Before the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski and Marshawn Lynch playing Mortal Kombat together. Did you see this on Conan yes. O'Brien? Amazing. It was pretty good. Marshawn Lynch is the funniest guy ever. He's I very love funny. Marshall He's great. I have no problems with what he does in interviews. No oh, problems whatsoever. I love, I love him. I'm so sad he's not a Bill <laughs> anymore. <laughs> that was the greatest. Um, this Can next, I see that picture just for, for fun? Sure. I don't think that's part of the book. Oh, is this just a cardboard cutout? Uh, no, I think that's some girl posing with the actual oh, this is oh, okay. This is Gronk before he uh, yeah. does what he does, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> He's always got his shirt off at parties. Um, anyway, this was actually sent to us by uh, Patrick Christofferson. I'm assuming is the nephew of legendary singer Chris Christofferson. Patrick with a K, just like Chris with a K. So, Yeah, how did you know that? Uh, his name was one of the ones that were mailed out for Film Junk USB. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, so he's and, a, he's and he a, comments a lot. So. He's a fan of the junk universe yes, then. Yes, of course. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good news. I did not know that. So he sent us the story. It's a, a little footy story from the English Premier League. Um, during a game, uh, James uh, MacArthur was a player for Crystal Palace, and he uh, chased down a ball on the, on the sidelines and accidentally took out the, the manager of the opposing team, Nigel Pearson. Now, a little bit of a backstory. Pearson tried to sign James MacArthur in the, the offseason to come play for his team, but uh, MacArthur refused, and it just didn't work out. And so a lot of people think this inspired what happened. After he slid and accidentally took out the, the manager, uh, the manager got on top of him and started choking him <laughs> on the field. With intent or as a joke? Well, or? he says there was not intent, but... Uh, uh, this is not the first time that this guy's, uh, you know, kind of gotten into a dust up. He uh, actually uh, uh, a while back when uh, they lost to uh, Liverpool, uh, he got into kind of a dust up with some fans who had been heckling him, and then uh, all over social medias, uh, oh, social medias. I sound like a sixty year old man. <laughs> all over social media, these pictures of. Uh, of uh, Nigel Pearson were showing up with the, with the comments like fuck off and die. Like these are from fans of his team. So, you know, footy gets pretty crazy in the UK and everywhere else in the world, but North America. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, you don't really see that too often uh, with uh, opposing players and coaches choking on the sidelines practice with one's own coach has happened before. Yeah. P.J. Carlissimo. Latrell Sprewell. Latrell Sprewell. But uh, and not, not during a game, either. And look up some video footage of that one. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's in there as well. 
And uh, uh, lastly, I just wanted to talk about uh, another fun sport. Uh, it's actually relatively new, invented in 2011 in Norway, and actually exploded in popularity because of a YouTube video back in 2014, bubble soccer or bubble football around the world. Okay, so is it like table hockey or something? Nope. Bubble so do they play within plastic bubbles? Yes. Okay. All right. With their they basically they look like with their feet sticking out this massive bubble. Uh, they it, look like a can- bubble football. They look like candy apples, basically, with their feet sticking out these things. Oh, I see. And indoors. it's there, around them. Yeah. And, and like it, it's contact. Yes, okay. There's contact, and it's and you play uh, indoors on courts. This or actually sounds on good. Fields. Uh, I think it would be super exciting. Bubble soccer. I'll put the link in the yeah, site Yeah, I've got as well. some pictures here. It looks pretty awesome. Doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think it looks like a good time because you could totally <laughs> launch yourself in these things yeah. at people. I mean, the only thing you really got to worry about is tearing ACLs um, or Achilles. This is the future. It is the future of sports. <laughs> the ultimate in concussion protection. I thought it was slam ball at one point. Right. But I think it's actually bubble soccer. Is that from American Gladiators? No, that was the trampoline basketball league. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Which I actually loved. Yes. And inspired an episode of King of Queens. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think I was off thinking that was from American Gladiators, though. No. Because it sounds like an American Gladiators special event. Slam ball. I got to watch some slam ball later. Bubble footy. Invented in Norway as a joke. I'm now in. Now it's huge. I'm There's in. leagues. We should buy stock or start the first. We should start the, the Canadian, the South here. Ontario Bubble Soccer League. Get in on early, get early on the ground floor. The S O B S L. I will delete this from the show <laughs> because somebody's going to beat, yeah. beat us to it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's price. Uh, let's look. Ontario bubble soccer. See if it's already in there. Mm-hmm. Bubble force. Southern Ontario bubble soccer. <laughs> it's really already something. Yeah, we missed the boat, bud. Fuck. Bubble force. Unbelievable. Yep, it's out there. Man. And Caster. There's Jesus. a bubble soccer event. Bubble Force. I'm going to have to go check that out. Yeah. I think you can play. You can rent it. It's very exciting. Let's rent it before Film Junk 600. <laughs> 10 versus 10 adult. Two $25 each. 100 bucks an hour. Sounds pretty good. I might tr- I might do this for real. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a team together, and I'm going to show them how to be villains. Bubble soccer and rent- how to be ruthless <laughs> on the court. <laughs> you got to instill that in your team. It's yeah. the only way you're going to win at bubble soccer. The only way you can be the best. You have to be the best because <laughs> failure is not an option in life. That's uh, called so- a callback. <laughs> I, I, I know. Ah. I liked it. <laughs> uh, bubble, so- bubble soccer rentos. Uh, birthday parties, stag and does, corporate events, school events, bachelor parties, Charity fundraisers. That would be. I would actually want to get married just so I could have a bachelor party with bubble, with so- bubble soccer. Play it out in uh, Centennial Field, right there. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm in. You're. <laughs> I'm loving bubble soccer. I am all in. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm gonna propose this at some point. <laughs> I'm not joking. Well, you let me know. I will. Uh, I will be there for that. It looks good. Nice. I'll wear my uh, I'm trying to think of what jersey I would wear inside that bubble. 
Maybe my Miami Dolphins Dante Culpepper jersey. Yes, I own that. <laughs> I think that's what you should wear. Um, I uh, Actually, a friend of mine has two friends of mine also have Culpepper jerseys, but one was from Minnesota. Minnesota. And the other one, I think, is Oakland. One of the other teams he played for. Yeah, I think he did play for Oakland. But they, yeah, but uh, we want to play uh, some touch football that all wear different Culpepper jerseys and play on the same team. That would be good. If yeah. like, so, like, do we have enough teams? There's, yeah, Oakland and the Detroit Lions briefly as well. At the end. <laughs> Only four, though, so you'd have to play four on four. Yeah. Culpeppers versus Moss would probably be a good one if you get four different Moss. Yeah, that's true. Well, he played for... Patriots. Oakland, New England. Oakland. Dallas? No, Oakland, New England, Minnesota. And so maybe that's it. No, I feel like he signed us somewhere later. Oh, way more. This guy's everywhere. Oh, okay. Uh, How many teams did Favre? Oh, he went play? back to. Favre played for only three. Texans, or Titans, I mean, Tennessee Titans for a year, and 49ers. Oh, right, 49ers. We yeah. forgot that. Everyone was like, that's the answer. That's yeah. the missing piece when he signed yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> the Culpeppers versus the Mosses. That'd be good. That'd be a good TV show. It's a good reality show. Uh, sack time. But <laughs> Sack time. Balljunkpodcast at gmail.com is uh, where you can send us your questions and comments. Or you can always tweet us. At uh, at Ball Junk Podcast or at The Gas Man Lives or at Dirty Frank, three R's in dirty. Do it that way. Get us your questions. So we got uh, one here from Glenn or at Handsomey. Uh, Ball Junk Podcast. Who will win the Connor McDavid sweepstakes? For those that don't know who Connor McDavid is, he is the highly sought after Canadian junior hockey player who will go probably number one in this uh, coming NHL entry draft this summer. It's looking like it's the Buffalo Sabres. The Buffalo Sabres. Your Buffalo Sabres. My Buffalo Sabres. And I'm thinking he's going to go to Edmonton. You think so? I think they're going to win the draft. You think so? Mm -hmm. Same thing happened with the Sabres last year. they're, They're getting all these players and they're just... They're not putting it together. It would be a giant waste for him to go to Edmonton. He's gonna. I want him to go to Buffalo, Buffalo. because he's good. But yes, he's, he's an good. eerie otter. Yeah. He's an otter. Yeah, that's that's that's. He's your boy. Exactly. Yeah. As you sick as I am about hearing about him, at least I can appreciate the man for the team he plays for. The otters. The eerie otters. Go otters. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, oh, we should also share the terrible news about. My Hamilton Bulldogs. Yeah, oh yeah. The American Hockey League team has been sold to the Montreal Canadiens, and they were moved to St. John's, Newfoundland. As the Jets? Or no, is, isn't someone moving to Hamilton, though, to replace them? Is yes. that the Jets? No, no. no? The, the Jets farm team, which was in St. John's, is actually moving to Winnipeg. Oh, okay. So they'll both be in the same city. Uh, St. John's is only going to have... Montreal's American Hockey League team for maybe two seasons because they're currently building an arena in Laval, Quebec, ah, okay. which will then move them to there. So right now this is kind of a placeholder. And Michael Ann Lauer, who owned the Bulldogs and has a minority share in the Montreal Canadiens, knew that this was going to happen. So instead of just 
losing a team, he had an opportunity to bring a team in, and then so he decided to sell the team to the Canadians. So the team he's bringing in is an Ontario Hockey League junior team who are moving. They're moving from Belleville because they were losing their team. The battalion, so, the Bulls. Oh. <laughs> That's Brampton, the battalion. Oh, okay. The battalion used to be in Brampton. Right, right. Uh, so now the Belleville Bulls, former team of uh, P.K. Subban, are now moving to Hamilton to become the Hamilton Bulldogs Ontario Hockey League team. So they're still the Bulldogs. Staying with the Bulldogs, keeping the logo. You don't have to burn your jerseys. No, or get rid of my tattoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I forgot. Well, I, I mean, it's it's not like I will forget the seven years that I had season tickets with the Bulldogs. So it's not like it's, you know, um, it's all just going to disappear from the world. You know, and I did get to see them win a a Calder Cup championship live at Cops Coliseum. So, uh, which is probably my sports highlight nice. that I witnessed live. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, no, they've uh, they've moved. They're gone. I think they had one more home game left now. Are you going? Fuck them, man. Yeah. Fuck those pieces of shit. Yep. Uh, and the problem is, is that uh, there were about 4,000 American Hockey League fans in the Hamilton and surrounding area. And, you know, they all didn't come to the games at the same time. So there were some nights where there was less than 1,000 people there. And it just, I think for adult professional hockey... Um, the way it is in uh, in Hamilton, anyway, is if if it's not the NHL, we don't really want it. Yeah, and that's just how. But I think they'll and have it's a, like the stadium holds fourteen thousand, yeah. so it's not like I think they'll have more success with the with the junior team, um, only because uh, there is a uh, a lot. Uh, there are probably only four thousand people that even know what the AHL is in Hamilton, uh, but I think there's. Probably more excitement surrounding the Ontario Hockey League team because of how uh, popular the World Junior Hockey Championship is to Canadians. Not to you, but to most Canadians. It's a big deal. Well, hockey fans, I suppose, it's really mostly important to. Just Canadians. And I think with the fact, well, no, not the US, but around the world, very popular. Very popular. Sure, it is. (laughs) They They sell out arenas all the time. When they when the when the games are in maybe Russia. the championship game no no like when the last time it was in Russia when it's in Sweden it's a big deal like when Sweden won last the championship it had the highest television ratings in the history of Sweden television really yes that's well, kind of impressive so does it count people watching it from other countries no just in Sweden like on Sweden TV like Sweden's TSN I don't know what it is okay fair enough all right so yeah no it's it's I'm wrong it's no problem. big around the world it's just nobody cares about it in the United States and God uh, I love the USA <laughs> but uh <laughs> I also think with that arena there's a good chance that they'll get to host the World Junior Championships in a couple of years I think I'd count on it <laughs> yeah. because they have a big enough arena for it um and I, I, I think that the popularity of that team will be better than uh, what they had. So it is what it is. Teams move. American Hockey League teams move all the time. Apparently. Um, <laughs> Hamilton used to have an OHL team. Um, they were called the Dukes. The Dukes of Hamilton. And they moved to uh, Guelph, I think, back in like 1991. Now they got a team back. I'm just glad your tattoo's okay. It's all my tattoos. They killed the flash off in comic books. My <laughs> tattoo is fine. That's yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, right. Yeah. So who won the Condiment Kids sweepstakes? We answered that one. Uh, here's an email from uh, Alex Ball Junkers. I'm turning 30 this year and find my increasingly apath- find myself increasingly apathetic to watching sports on television. I still enjoy playing sports myself and also very much enjoy seeing my beloved Indians, Cavs, and Browns in Cleveland. But I just don't care to watch anymore on television. Even when football season rolls around, I get hyped up and excited that can care less to watch a game. I get more enjoyed enjoyment out of reading, doing chores, and hanging out with my family. I know this probably sounds absolutely crazy to you to buff, tough, and ready to muff sports guys. <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know. It's funny, though. I need to know if you think this is normal or if I'm becoming a pussy. <laughs> Thanks for all the great entertainment. Well, I'm I, turning 30. I'm surprised. I, I'm kind of getting the same way. It's. Do you get more enjoyment out of reading, doing chores, or hanging out with your family? No, but I have other things that I get right. more enjoyment out of. It's, it's becoming... L- I care less. I see the business side of things more as you get older. Right. And yes. Seeing players care less and less doesn't help. And I think just in general, they're so young that like you feel it does feel weird being that much older and like watching, you know, people half your age play sports and do right. stuff. like I don't know, it just doesn't feel the same as when like you're younger and watching people you look up to and stuff like that and then I don't know. It's it's creating a different uh, dichotomy now watching it. So I, I get normal, I, and I don't think he's becoming a pussy. No, I, Although I, what he's choosing to do with his spare time, you know, I like reading. You know, I like gardening a little bit. I don't like hanging out with my family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brother listens to this show, and he's probably very upset right now. Or he's like, no, no, he doesn't. I I just. It's harder. I do find the older I get, the less invested I am. And I I just pick my spots more. Like I just, where I would watch a lot of stuff previously, now I'm, you know, I'll watch Pelicans games and Bills games and maybe a bit here and there. When you get to your 50s, you're just going to be all about junior hockey. <laughs> you never know. The, the I will, everything I fought so hard against, I'll just accept yeah. and love. Oh, and then there's a PS. Just thought of this now. My teams always traditionally suck. This could also be a part of it. Yeah. It, it doesn't help. No, it does not. It's good to get no. some positive reinforcement once in a while. or saying this is some joy out of the experience. Uh, I should have picked up on that. Yeah. Like when he said, when he said uh, the Cle- uh, Cleveland fan. Cleveland Cavs are better. They're going to win this year, so it's all good. Remember when the Indians were really good? With like yeah, Carlos Baerga and Travis Fryman. I used to go see games all the time. Jim Tomei. Mm-hmm. Albert Bell. Yeah. They were annoying, but they were good. They I were love really that baseball park, though. Yeah. I love the Jake. So good. What's it now? What's it called now? Progressive Field. Terrible name. It's just a name. It means nothing. The Gund Arena doesn't exist anymore. What's it called now? Quick and Loans Arena. Quick and Loans Arena. Here's a long one from Princess Vivian Justin. <laughs> Uh, All right, it starts off with, Beloved, my sincere greeting to you. Please permit me to introduce myself. My name is Vivian Justin Yak, 24-year-old female, single, originated from Sudan. 
I appeal to you to exercise a little patience and read through my letter, although we have neither met in person, but I decided to contact you personally for a long-term business relationship and investment <laughs> assistance in your country. My father, Dr. Justin Yak Arop, was former minister of the affairs and special advisor to President Salva Kiler of South Sudan for decentralization. My father, Dr. Justin Yak, and my mother, including other top military officers and top government officials, had been on board when the plane crashed on Friday, May 2nd, 2008. My late father, Dr. Justin Yak, was an investor. He invested his fund in stock exchange market, gold storing investment. He was a preference shareholder in Shell Petroleum Company and deals in real estate building investment. I've chosen to contact you after my prayers, and I believe that you will not betray my trust, but rather take me, uh, but rather take me as your own sister. Though you may wonder why I am so soon revealing myself to you without knowing you, well, I will say that my mind convinced me that you are the true person to help me. <laughs> I want you to stand as my trustee and clear my inheritance fund to your bank account for investment purpose while I spend the rest of my life with you after the incident. I do find it strange that she said she wanted me to be, she wanted to be my sister and then says that. More so... I would like to disclose much to you if you can help me to relocate to your country because my uncle has threatened to assassinate me. <laughs> the amount is $12.8 and I've confirmed from the bank. You will also help me to place the money in a more profitable business venture in your country. However, you will help by recommending a nice university in your country so that I can complete my studies. It is my intention to compensate you with 25% of the total money for your services, while 5% will be for any expense that may occur during the process, and the balance shall be my capital in your establishment. I have no knowledge of international transaction of this nature, but it occurred to me that transfer of this type must involve expenditure. As soon as I receive your interest in helping me, I will put these actions into immediately. In the light of the above, I shall appreciate an urgent message indicating your ability and willingness to handle this transaction sincerely by my private email address, princessvivianjustin at gmail.com. Please do keep this only to yourself. I beg you not to disclose it till I come over because I am afraid of my wicked uncle who has threatened to kill me. Sincerely yours, Vivian Justin Yak. That didn't have anything to do with sports. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Oh. That's my favorite sight. <laughs> it was emailed to the ball junk email. She must be a fan of the show. Big time. Big time. Can't believe her wicked uncle wants to kill her. Well, I can't believe you were worried about protecting people in the mall from a, a man holding a knife, and now you've just betrayed the trust of yeah Vivian Yak. Well, I didn't. I didn't respond to her. So, man, that was good though. Poor Vivian. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Oh, I should have mentioned this one earlier. This is another wrestling one. Uh, to the fabulous ones, gorgeous Greg and Fun Boy Frank. Are you excited for WrestleMania this year? Yes, I am. Also, do you think Brock Lesnar will re-sign with WWE or go to UFC? I think he should re-sign Steve Kazan. Um, I think he'll stay with wrestling. Me too. He's, you know, in his late 30s. Why would he not want to just, you know, work 10 times a year and, and not actually get hurt or go through training camps, camps and actually have people physically trying to break his bones and knock him out? And judges' performance constantly, and yeah, seems like a, a lose-lose situation in the UFC because you can make plenty of money, yeah, being a pro wrestler. Uh, so that's sack time for this week. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm really. I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. Thinking about poor Princess Justine Vivian Yak. Yes. Or whatever her name was, Vivian Yak Justine, or something like that. I wonder if I should reach out. You should give her your bank account details, <laughs> so she can transfer twenty five percent of that twelve point. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Like before. Not- her uncle assassin. You just talked about a lose lose for. Yeah. How is this a lot? Like this is a win win. Right. And then she'll come and marry you, and be my sister, and be your sister. I've always wanted a sister. So I'm an only get, child. You'd get twelve point eight percent of that. You get twenty five percent of the twelve point eight million. That's good. Five percent of that money goes to all the planning that you need to do, and the rest of the money she's going to invest into your business adventure together. Win win. I might have to edit that out of the show. I don't want someone else stealing this opportunity from my grips. We'll see if there's a South Ontario group over her Princess <laughs> Justine Vivian Yak. Um, but uh, we should move on to the gas pedal. All right. Let's do it. Are you excited about it? Always am. My favorite All right. part. Are you ready? Yeah. In three. Oh, Just by like, the way, uh, before we do that, uh, if you would like to also uh, uh, submit a request to save you from being assassinated <laughs> or want to invest in our, our business capital, you can email us, balljunkpodcast at gmail.com, or you can also just ask us a sports question if you'd like. You can also tweet us, balljunkpodcast, or at Dirty Frank, three yards and dirty, or at The Gas Man Lives. We love your questions. We love your comments. Anything you want to say, uh, unless it's negative, uh, we want to hear about it. All right, we're ready. Gas pedal? Yep. Ready. Okay. Three, Don't focus. two, one. Kevin Love, Andrew Wiggins trade revisited. Who won? Minnesota. Will Kentucky continue their perfect season through March Madness and win the NCAA championship? No, Villanova will. NHL GMs are discussing three-on-three overtime to help cut down on shootouts. Good idea? Great idea. Lance Armstrong talked last week with the head of the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency in hopes of potentially reducing his lifetime ban. Keep him banned or let this lying, cheating loser back in? I'd say let him back in. Let him back in. Syracuse Orange men's basketball head coach Jim Beheim has said he would coach for three more years. Is that a good idea, or should he fade away amidst all the accusations and punishments levied against the university? I kind of respect him sticking around. Pacquiao Mayweather, oh, May 2nd, $250 million fight. Who you got? Mayweather. No question about yeah. it. And finally, <laughs> Which makes you think Pacquiao's going to win. <laughs> and finally... Jennifer Jones skipped Canada into the playoff round today in the Women's World Curling Championship. Beautiful. Will she win the gold? No. Sorry, Jennifer. No confidence in Jennifer Jones. I just call it like I see Canada's it. sweetheart. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. <laughs> That's the gas pedal. That's ball junk episode 14. We're going to be back uh, right at the beginning of NBA playoffs for episode 15. Maybe talking Flintstones. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, but definitely talking NBA playoffs. We're super excited for the playoffs. Make sure you come back for that show. Thanks for downloading. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Even if you don't listen to the show, subscribing just helps that little bit much. But we want you to listen to the show. We want you to enjoy it. Email us, tweet us, do whatever you want. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll see you next time. Boss. What I live for? Basketball, beats and brawl. 
yours from Italy to the US. Yes, it's raw. I'm in search for the one to make my wealth feel poor. Who can ignore this spotlight life for grandma? Am I done for? Have I found the ore? Should I search still? There's plenty of women with sex appear when it's filled. Can they complete the package? All I date is actresses to play it safe to them. My money ain't bait, but I must take risks to find a honey that's legit. Whether she push a bucket or six bucklets or mad chips. I on her own or live out of mom's and pop's home. Rock's top fashion, Adidas, attire, or Timbo's. I don't know, yo. These women come and go like the wind they blow. How do I know it's you for sure? Will God talk to me? Give me a signal. But until then, all my ears here, the steady flow. Come on. Hey, yo, 